Hey, what's up? I'm Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk on Cobra Kai. This is Below the Belt Podcast. Woohoo! The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Hose down. for your weekly pleasure guys our second show of 2022 and we have another phenomenal phenomenal show featuring a great great panel that we have assembled plus amazing special guest and we're keeping the cobra kai theme guys we have aiden minx and khalil everidge known as Mitch and Chris, respectively, as our special celebrity guest joining us a little later in the program. But that's for a little later. Let's go ahead and introduce the panel, guys. Of course, my co-host extraordinaire, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's going on? Yeah, man. Cobra Kai, two weeks in a row. I know. Well, you it is feel a, great it's a, little show. Over, a little too much Cobra Kai or uh, can never get enough? No, let's keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. We, we got the theme going on. We got the background. Yeah, below the Cobra Kai um, podcast. <laughs> I love it. And of course, <laughs> we had to do another crossover with our friends from That Was Disappointing. The best uh, two-third are... of the show, I think. Pardon? <laughs> the best two-third of the show. Oh, the best two-thirds of, yeah. of, of, uh, of That Was Disappointing? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it was actually a few... <laughs> There's four of the uh, of them, but nonetheless, four. we are happy to welcome. That's right. Um, he's actually also a Cobra Kai super fan, actor extraordinaire. He's a recurring guest host on That Was Disappointing. He's an actor. He's a content creator. The list goes on and on. Ben Cheyenne. Hey, the hey. Thank you very much for that kind, well, warm welcome. Good to see you guys, and I can't wait to talk Cobra Kai I've been loving this whole franchise since I was a kid, and the fact that it's been re- revamped and rebooted so well, it just makes me so elated. So are you excited to actually talk to two of the actors from Cobra Kai tonight? Absolutely. I can't wait to talk to them. I actually have some cool stories to tell them that they might appreciate also. Okay. Some oh. some, some of your martial oh. arts experience, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, but yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right, also joining us on the panel tonight, he is the producer of That Was Disappointing. Um, he's also a host of That Was Disappointing because some producers tend to like stay in the technical side. This producer is actually an integral part of the show of, of uh, That Was Disappointing. So, And this is the first time on Below the Belt show. 
it from is. Florida, we welcome Kenny Hopkins. Yeah, from sunny Florida. Thanks, Al. That was a great intro. Uh, I think my guys would uh, disagree with what you just said, but uh, they call <laughs> me the inept producer of my show. <laughs> but, Coming from them, that doesn't mean much. I think that's that a, a soundbite yeah. from the previous producer. Yeah, that's correct. I think that's what it is. Yeah. No, so it's okay. The, I'm, I'm happy. Producer. Yeah, I'm happy to behold that for them. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm very happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this episode. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, Cobra Kai is a ter- terribly awesome show, and uh, I can't wait. Terribly to talk. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so it's bad. Right, it's good. <laughs> it's the right. It's the right kind of corn, man. I I, yeah. I absolutely love it, and it's well written. It's written that way. It's not. That's not. That's not pulling any punches here, guys. It's definitely written that way. Well, the one thing that really surprised me about Cobra Kai is that it was nominated for an Emmy in the um the the comedy category, which is just blows my mind i would never dreamt uh ever that cobra kai would be nominated for the most prestigious award in television the emmy you know yeah i mean it's kind of a big deal in the comedy category i mean in the comedy category i mean come on it would it would it work in the drama category probably not right i mean come on there's some dramatic aspects but i oh absolutely the drama's high but this this is some this is some 80s corn here yeah (laughs) You didn't have to wait 20 months for season three like we did. 20 months we waited. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so it's we... going to be a little quicker turnaround already. Cause, oh, uh, yeah. Like, like anything is pretty quick five. compared to Stranger Things. Right. Stranger Things <laughs> takes a while. It's a better call like Saul. 18 years now. They're like, I think, I think, I think it currently takes place in 2020s now. It's been so long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right. Um. But um, and Benny, you thank you for correcting me. You actually told me that season five is already in the can. I actually thought they were in production or was, but, oh, no, but they, they've been finished. The reason I was surprised is because they just a green lit season five. So I'm like, oh, they green lit. They must be going to production soon. Right. But I guess they were just holding back on the announcement. You know, Dude, not, not only is it in the can, but there's a couple of spoilers that have already hit the airwaves. Oh, They're God. Do we really need to know that, though? I no, don't we know. don't want any spoilers. I don't think Josh McFarland did. guys, but I mean, the fact is, certain pictures have have surfaced of certain. Okay. That's all. Great. Well, awesome. Well, um, since uh, Kenny, it's your first time on B2B, Ben, we've had you on before. Kenny, tell us a little bit about uh, that was disappointing, and uh, um, yeah, yeah where we can find it. We're a comedy podcast, um, kind of dark comedy. We try to stay away from the uh, hot point issues, you know, anything political, things like that. We tend to just kind of stick to the nerd culture, the the uh, pop culture of things, and uh, we get kind of dark with stuff. But uh, we always try to keep it humorous, and, uh, you know, we'd always help your grandmother across the street, that kind of thing. Oh, wow, just your gentle. Yes, we're, we're always gentlemen, yes, even yes. though the podcast may say otherwise. Okay. <laughs> and of course, you can search uh, That Was Disappointing on all your favorite platforms. Yeah, that was disappointing.com, uh, Patreon forward slash uh, That Was Disappointing. Oh, okay. Patreon. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you guys are one of the few podcasts that I'll promote on BTV because you guys are awesome. And I also enjoy and we've, guests. We've, I also we've, enjoy guest hosting as well. Yes. Your... Yeah. You've, you've guest hosted once. That's uh, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm living up to that, trying to. Uh, but you, we've had you on the guest as a guest uh, many times now, so yes. Yeah, and it was a lot Ch- of fun. Chachi's been on once. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's the um, special topic I wanted to throw out. I was trying to think of a good one, but I think we'll throw the topic in when we talk about that particular topic, and I th- hope it's an enjoyable topic for you guys to talk about. But with that being said, let's let's talk about everything in the world of entertainment 
with our top 20 in the entertainment arena here on BTV. So here we go. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. That's our boys, uh, Good Charlotte from Maryland, Maryland. (laughs) which is awesome. Awesome. All right, so let's start. Entertainment news. (laughs) All right, can you believe Spider-Man No Way Home finally knocked at the top of the box's office with Scream, uh, the newest Scream movie, guys? Uh, Spider-Man pretty much dominated all December, most of early January. Um, but yeah, final finally toppled from its box office throne over the MLK weekend and uh, Scream, man. Um, a lot of incredible things I'm hearing about Scream. Um, I have yet to see it. I'm going to see it this weekend. Chachi, you're usually like really up to date on your movies. You get a chance to check out. I usually Scream. am. Yes, I did. Great, please. We'd love to hear your review of Scream. I, I haven't seen Scream yet either. That's that's crazy. Uh, well, every, Non-spoiler everybody died. Review, that is. Everybody, everybody died in the um, new Scream movie. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was probably definitely one of the better ones since the first one. You know, I don't want to say like a lot of people are putting on the same level as like like Ghostbusters and Stranger Things with like bringing back a franchise, and I wouldn't go that far. You know, I thought it was enjoyable seeing some of the old favorites from the previous Scream movies. But this is mm-hmm. what, like Scream, this five or six for this movie. Yeah, I think five, five yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been done a lot, you know, but it, I think the last part of the movie, I think, was the best part of the movie. The last part of the movie was the best part of the movie. So we're going to go into a little spoiler <laughs> territory. I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, just like, you know, the... <laughs> Just like the killing and you know the scary moments or whatever, the jumps well, or whatever. I, well, I thought we were the I, best and the last. I did read ahead, but you know, one thing I, I I thought was interesting, and it's not really a spoiler. Well, eh, well, basically there was a reference to Ryan Johnson in the movie. Did, were you aware of that, Chach? Did you did you take note of that when you watched it? No. Well, apparently one of the characters mentions offhand that the Stab Eight movie was directed by the guy that made Knives Out, okay. and that would be Ryan Johnson. And he's the, uh, you know, he, he did Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is a very polarizing Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of people hated it. Some people liked it. Um, but Yeah, a couple, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, it was kind of like maybe, um, I don't know. I don't know if it was a, a stab, literally and figuratively, <laughs> to, <laughs> to Ryan Johnson. Um, uh you know, mentioning his name because obviously a lot of hate, a lot of people hate on him for killing off Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. Let's be honest. Yeah. One of the mean. worst decisions made. I mean, you know how much they could have banked on Luke Skywalker being in future iterations of Star Wars in the future, but they made the decision to kill him off, and it's canon, so we'll never see Luke Skywalker in the future timeline canon. Which but, really but just why not? Well, you know, we can see him as a Force ghost, yes. I mean, but hold on now. Uh, we saw Luke Skywalker project his physical self across distances through the Force. So why wouldn't, as he may redefine Force ghosts? Huh. Think about it. We've only okay. seen blue 
you know, old dudes with like, you know, bad breath and stuff. I mean, <laughs> he, he may redefine what a force ghost is for us. So, uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I listen. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh, if if he can if he can do what he did in in yeah. the in the Last Jedi, I don't see why he can't just produce a a more physical, more less force ghost type force ghost. Yeah, you know, that's... redefine that stuff. I guess you, you you actually state a very valid point. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, in in that sense, yes, uh, Luke could return in future iterations of Star Wars in the future timeline. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the flesh and blood version, Luke, yeah, uh, is no longer you. with us, but, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we, why we have all these great series, which we're going to get about, uh, get into a little bit. Um, but yes, um, runner up spot, Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, uh, still raked in a lot of money, 20.8 million over the, uh, the weekend. Um, Sing Two in third place, um, and then the three five five film, the female led thriller, drops to a this abysmal two point three. Million. Yeah, and they were like those um, the creators of that movie were crying about um, you know saying people are coming out to see their movie because of COVID. Right. Right. That, everybody's coming out to see scream and and spider-man, and Spider-Man. No yeah. <laughs> they're blaming covid but right. people are so people are still watching uh movies in the theater uh i'm surprised they didn't call covid sexist <laughs> 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 and of course the kingsman uh, rounding up the top five um well anyways let's talk about well let's start with uh the list here the number uh Number uh, 20, number 20, the Batman movie, the Battinson movie. Um, this opens on March 4th, which is Robert Pattinson's take on the Cape Crusader. Interestingly, he admitted that he did not work out for the, for, for the Batman, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is our first emo, lanky, thin Batman ever. So, But we'll see how his acting chops, um, you know. We'll see how how his acting chops are, but just getting word they just dropped the runtime of uh, the Batman, which will be a whopping two hours and forty seven minutes. Oh wow! Without the end, without including the end credits. Um, so we're talking one of the longer DCEU movies, right up there, I guess, with the Snyder cut. I mean, definitely not as long as as the Snyder cut, but um, thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Batman, to the emo, sparkly vampire Batman. Um, uh, we'll just have to wait uh, and see how that. Now, have you uh, noticed there's a big trend on making movies just like as long as possible now? Like, it seems like a recent trend. Like, it, it was every movie that comes out is like, like Spider-Man's two and a half hours. Um, mm-hmm. let's see, um, the thing called Redeeming Love is two hours and fourteen minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Kingsman is over two hours, like two hours and eleven minutes. Like 355 is over two hours. Um, you can throw West Side Story in that list. That's well over two hours, and I love it. Yeah, Degrassi Pizza is um, two hours and 13 minutes. You know, Matrix two hours and 28 minutes. Ghostbusters over two hours. It seems there's like only two genres. King Richard stick. two hours and 24 minutes. Like there's only two genres movies. that will stick under the two hour mark, and those are comedies, comedies. and animated films. Those are the only two dramas I think that tend to. So do you think that it's worth like putting? 
more than two hours worth of content on the screen. I mean, I'll be honest, like okay. every all those movies. I mean, I, I, I for me, all those movies, I'm like the last 20 minutes. I'm like, OK, I'm ready for this to end. <laughs> See, but for the new Spider-Man, like I never felt like it was it was long. I kind of entertained the whole entire movie. I guess it really depends on the movie. Did like you, some, what do you think about the new Matrix movie? That dragged, and I started falling asleep. Uh, okay, so, so honestly, that dragged. For the, la- the last 20 minutes of that movie, I'm like fighting to stay awake. And it's not because I didn't... I, dude, I love the first half of the movie. I just feel like the second half of the movie didn't get the same attention that the first half did. No, for and me, I, and the I, new Matrix movie was two hours and two and a half hours too long. Can <laughs> <laughs> I uh, weigh in about, about two movies I saw that you guys will appreciate? Uh-huh. Star Wars, the very first Star Wars movie created, and Star Wars Last Jedi, I felt I had a good amount of entertainment after two hours, and then I found out, oh, I have another half hour. Okay, sure. Go for it. I was actually, I was cool with that. Okay. Very nice. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, what about Ghostbusters? What did you guys... Yeah, did I, I tell mean... you guys something about that? <clears throat> I never saw the first two Ghostbusters movies. Really? Oh, and, oh, and, I, and, I, and Al told me, see the movie, Ben. Just see the movie. And I didn't. And guess what, guys? I had the movie spoiled for me. The third one was spoiled. So now I can never see it with fresh No, it wasn't. There was no spoiler in that movie. But how yes, are you on like a nerd podcast and you haven't seen the two Ghostbusters and you haven't seen we, most of the Star Wars movies? <laughs> we told him this on our podcast. No, I saw We're like, Star Wars movies. What the hell's wrong with oh, this? I thought you, you only saw the first one and then um, Last Jedi. No, you, you misheard heard me. It was okay. those movies that I specifically had two hours worth of entertainment and was cool okay. to see the other half. The other ones oh, I didn't okay. feel that way. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. I saw all nine Star Wars, That's including the horrible holiday special. <laughs> well, yeah, that's campy and fun in its but, own way, but definitely doesn't rank with my, the rest of them. My favorite Star Wars. That was your favorite? Have a desire. <laughs> okay. And the next thing I know, I saw the ending. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get to our special topic momentarily. So uh, number 19 on the list, um, Bong Joon-ho. Remember him from Parasite? He's actually um, going to be producing his next film, which will be a U.S. film, won't be a South Korean film. Um, and Robert Pattinson, incidentally, is going to be um, expected to star in a sci-fi story adapted from Edward Ashton's novel, Mickey Seven. Um, so basically it's described as the Martian meets dark matter um, about an expendable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world Niflheim. OK, Niflheim. The ice world of Niflheim. Um, I dig it. I dig. I dig the concept. I mean, I'm a big sci-fi fan. I know that uh, Bong Joon-ho is all about the crazy twists. Just he's kind of like the Korean version of M Night Shyamalan. So if you've seen Parasite, you know what I mean. It was pretty wild. Hopefully, it's a better um, track record than M Night. <laughs> hopefully, a better track record than M Night. It's amazing yeah. sometimes, and other times he's horrible. It's like there's no in between. Yeah. I thought that um, Unbreakable and Split were amazing, and I thought Glass was shit. Right. The Happening. Ooh. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Is, isn't that the guy who did Sixth Sense? Yeah. Sixth Sense was, Which amazing. was amazing. You guys thought it was amazing? I did. Trendsetting. Oh, jeez. I thought it paved the way for, for the big twist in horror. I, I didn't realize that. It, I, I, I'm personally, I didn't have the twist in the beginning. Like, I, I, I knew he was dead the whole time, and then I'm waiting for something. You big. knew it? Yeah, yeah I knew it was too. pretty I damn obvious. 
Really? That was really that. that was really uh, clever that you figured it out. Um, I didn't think it was that clever, and like at the end, I'm waiting for it, and it never uh-huh. happened. So. Oh. Okay. Oh, and guys, <laughs> somebody spoiled the movie Fight Club for me. <laughs> oh, see that's. See that you never never talk about Fight Club. That's yeah, I was gonna say that's rule number one and two. <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> All right, number eighteen on this list. Weird, weird casting choice. Daniel Radcliffe set to star in a Weird Al Yankovic original movie, Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Um, this is going to be on Roku and the first original biopic to stream exclusively on that Roku channel. Um, <clears throat> Al is kind of like he's a six foot tall, he's uh, American, and then you got Daniel Radcliffe, who's a Brit, and he's 5'5", five, five or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, we know that Daniel Radcliffe, he is Harry Potter, he is a good actor. Can he pull off a weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. I mean, I could... I don't know. That, he wouldn't be my like first a, cast of choice. Maybe he's playing like a 12-year-old Weird Al. A 12-year-old world Weird Al would make yeah. sense. Well, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who took a, who took a um, vacation to um, England? I'm all about a biopic of a Weird Al. I think that would be awesome because um, he's uh, his he's got a a really long uh, list of musical uh, endeavors, you know. Yeah. And uh, and you know I don't I don't know. Hey, maybe maybe we don't know about Daniel Radcliffe. Maybe he pulls it off. Yeah, maybe he'll surprise us, kind of like how Andrew Garfield surprises with his singing and dancing chops and tick, tick, boom. Um, but yeah, I'll just wait wait and see. Wait and see how that goes. All right, number 17. Uh, let's talk about the Book of Boba Fett, episode four, for those that have had seen oh, it. Oh, shit. Can uh, I step out for a second? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you the clue when they come back. Can I, can I mute? Yeah, you can mute. Okay, just, just wait. I'm muting, too. Go ahead. Oh, you're muting too. Okay. <laughs> we'll I'm sorry, guys. With I'm, this, guys, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm usually I'm on binge. point. I'm I've had a lot of stuff going on. Go ahead. Okay. Me when you're ready for the. I'll uh, I'll I'll, I'll uh, print in the chat when they come back. How's that? Okay. okay. I'm muting you now. Okay. <laughs> All, All right, guys. So, All right. Hard with Beba Fett died. I couldn't believe it on this episode. <laughs> it's <was> very sad. <laughs> well, Tachi, did you get a chance to check it out? I did. Yeah. What did you think, man? It was good. I, mean, I don't think it was as exciting as some of the um, past episodes. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was called The Gathering Storm. Um, it pretty much filled the last remaining gaps of Boba Fett's uh, backstory. I think this might be the last time we see the backstory because when so. he was done, um, they said you're completely healed, number one. But number two, that's pretty much where we left off. He saw that his sand people, his Tuscan Raider family, had been um, wiped out. <clears throat> he goes on and he finds Fennec Shand, takes Fennec Shand to the mod shop on Maz Isley or one of the other towns on Tatooine, and it's kind—it's of, now it's kind of kind of bringing together what those uh, mod biker team was, the the Power Rangers of Star Wars, basically. Because yeah. um, now we know the kind of their purpose. That's where they got their, their modifications. So Fennec Shan has her modifications done to her stomach. Yeah, and she's a great character. She's, a, you know, I think she's pretty popular, right? She's really popular, yeah. yeah. Remember when everybody was hating on Rose and everybody's like, oh, you know, you just hate Asians, you know, and you're a racist, that kind of stuff. But I think because she was just a shit character, you know. He was a horrible character. character. Yeah, this um, character is great. You she's know, a wonderful well person. And, yeah. But 
Um, but nonetheless, man. Um, so then Fennec Shand kind of um, owes uh, a debt to Boba Fett, and Boba said he needs to get his Slave One starship, which now can only oh. be called. Oh. I know I we got to call. Yeah. We got to call it the Boba Fett starship now, right? Wait, what's it called? The BLM One. <laughs> stop, Chachi! Yeah. Stop! That's bad. But yeah. I love that scene. It was very action-packed with all the droids and the Gamorrean guards and everybody trying to attack. But yes, Boba did get his ship back, which is uh, awesome. It was awesome to see. Uh, we also saw another glimpse of the young Rancor um, as um, Boba had his meeting with uh, the leaders of the three different alien races that kind of ruled Tatooine, the Trandosians, the oh, Lizards, yeah. and the... Um, the other two crazy alien races. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, I cannot wait to see somebody uh, be uh, consumed by the uh, by the Rancor. Hopefully, we'll see that soon. Um, and uh, well, hopefully, he's not going to turn on Boba Fett, which he probably will. Oh, that would be really sad. I don't know. Well, the thing was is that the Rancor first opened his eyes to Boba Fett. You and think that, so, but but how you know he didn't open his eyes to um, the trainer first? Yeah. Okay. That that we'll have to wait and see on that one. And that it's all a trick that um, you know, to I mean, why would the huts give him that present, thinking that they were going to um, kill him right away? Ooh, that's a very I mean, very I mean, I know they were probably point. they probably were considering moving into his palace and you know and having their own rancor, but then I don't know like. like you figure they would just have the Rancor attack them there. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I got to mention. We saw a little bit more of Black Chrysanthemum. The badass Wookiee. <laughs> He's just awesome. So he was in the uh, the cantina um, with the beautiful Jennifer Beals. Did you know that Jennifer Beals was the main actress in the Flashdance? I mean, I mean, Flashdance, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, um, of course, she tries to say, hey, you know, we'll take Still care of our tab. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? She's in her upper 50s. Yeah. Black Rosantin, uh apparently has some issues with some of the gamblers in that bar. And, uh, well, we, we know that Wookiees tend to want to rip the arms off their enemies. And that is what we saw. So, uh, and then, yeah. of course, Boba Fett asks Chrysanthemum. For help against the war against the Pike Syndicate, so we cannot wait. Yeah, and um, we also saw Boba Fett getting his armor. Yep. Uh, in the flashback, and you yep. know, and then killing the Sarlacc. Okay. Right. Yeah, that was another epic moment. That was another epic moment. So uh, you just said come back. Don't say that was another epic moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we 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 finished the point there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, um, yeah, but I wasn't a big fan of all the flashbacks though. I wish they would have just had the flashbacks. You oh, know, for initial, fuck's sake! Like, I'm episodes. just gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not spoiling anything. No, no, no but I wish they would just get the flashbacks in the first few episodes and then went from normal timeline because it's always confusing, like knowing whether you're watching like a flashback or you're watching something that was supposed to be at the current time. Yeah. We're back. Hey guys, wasn't weren't they gonna make a movie about Bubba Fett and they changed their minds and did a show instead? Yeah. Chachi's not allowed on my uh podcast anymore. I didn't spoil anything. Flashbacks. 
Well, that's what? been a... The whole series has been flashbacks. It's been flashbacks. I thought yeah. it was going to start at the end of Return of the Jedi, bro. No, they flashback... Stop! A, a short time frame. Just kidding. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> All right. Well, this is related to Star Wars, but uh, number 16 is uh, about Leonardo DiCaprio. Supposedly, he's a huge Star Wars fan, so... Apparently, Jonah Hill is not a fan of The Mandalorian. Leo, Leo DiCaprio actually made Jonah Hill sit and watch The Mandalorian, which <laughs> I totally respect Leo for. He's amazing. Right. He gets supermodels, and he's a Star Wars fan. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, the, <laughs> he's, he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's who we wish we could be. Right, exactly. So Leo made so they lived together during the pandemic when shooting Don't Look Up, Jonah Hill and Leo, and in this interview in W Magazine, um, he actually made uh, Leo made uh, Jonah sit and watch The Mandalorian. And although Jonah loves Game of Thrones, apparently he he wasn't able to get a lot of the references because he. Is not a big uh, Star Wars fanatic like all of us here in the room. Um, but there was a rumor that his Victoria's Secret model, Camille Marone, had called one of the worst dates when Leo DiCaprio rented out a theater and made her made Camille watch all nine um, Star Wars movies <laughs> um, while he ran wow. around with a lightsaber pretending to fight the bad guys. Um, apparently, yeah, apparently that's that was. Um, that was false information. That was fake news. Oh, that uh, was fake. Oh, yeah, okay. it was fake 30, news. Yeah. Thirty hours of anything would hurt my brain. <laughs> I know, right? Imagine uh, being Star a model. I imagine being a model watching <laughs> thirty hours of uh, Star Wars content. Apparently, um, there's a, a Twitter uh, profile called Les Cinefails, a French account that identifies itself as a satire page. So there you go. They pretty much twisted the Jonah Hill story and made it all about his girlfriend not enjoying sitting through Star Wars. So I thought it'd be good for our special topic to kind of tie into what we're talking about is Star Wars. What is your favorite character? What is your favorite world planet? Um, If you could want to live anywhere in the Star Wars universe, where would you choose? Um, so I guess since I started the top, uh, I came up with a topic this week. I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and mention what mine is, um, and I'll tell you. I mean, the kind of cliche answer is Boba Fett, and it always has been Boba Fett, even before Book of Boba Fett, guys. Boba Fett was still always one of my favorite characters. Um, there was just a, a mystique about him, um, the jetpack, the, the 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 fact that he's one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. And the fact that I'm getting to see my favorite Star Wars character in a different light as a protagonist is just mind-boggling. And um, I am really, really enjoying the Book of Boba Fett. My favorite character, Boba Fett, hands down. Um, um, a, a, a cool runner-up to, to that will probably have to be Han Solo because... Uh, um, I, I would call myself the Han Soto, <laughs> my Star Wars name, but uh, I just thought Harrison Ford just brought a swagger that really needed to. He was just so smooth, you know. He and uh, some of the things that he said was just 
which is so remarkable and flirting with Princess Leia. And, uh, and of course, I'm referring to uh, Han Solo in the original trilogy. He became a little grumpy in the newer trilogy. Um, but uh, <laughs> but still, definitely one of my favorite characters. He became Harrison Ford in the in the in the, in the new <laughs> movies, right? Right. My favorite planet, honestly, I would love. Um, can I? I'll give my top two. Um, I love Naboo, and I love Coruscant. Uh, Coruscant, and these are both prequel. There's only two aspects of the prequel movies that I love. Um. Coruscant seems so fucking cool, man. It's just so lively, and it's like a, a like a gigantic New York City, but just multiplied times a million, you know. And they, uh, as soon as I was sold on Coruscant, when as soon as he walked into the bar, Obi Wan wanted wanted to say, "Well, I'm going for a drink." He goes in. You see this like hot alien in a thong. I knew this is where I wanted to be. So for me, Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> Naboo, first runner-up. Um, I think it's beautiful. Um, it really reminds me of Earth. Um, the Gungans are kind of annoying, but um, I think it just would make a great vacation house spot. Um, I would pick Naboo. So that's that would be a... Kenny, uh, I'd like to ask your thoughts on your favorite Star Wars character and favorite planet or location in the star wars universe well you took my favorite star wars character and that's uh han solo obviously uh, oh okay uh, well you can the... you, you can keep it yeah well no with your explanation we, or we can share um in a non-sexual way but like uh so uh <laughs> sorry i don't know if this is that kind of podcast um uh, recently Blow um, the belt, one, of, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite characters has been cassian ander um, from Rogue huh. One, and I absolutely loved Rogue One. I'm a huge fan of, you know, I'm a big Revolutionary War fan. So anytime you you get with rebels and uh, the man trying to stomp people down, uh, so I'm looking forward to that series when that comes out. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean Han Solo for me as a kid was, I mean, it was always my thing. You know, I I loved being Han. I didn't, I never felt like I was the Jedi. You know, until Episode One came out, and then it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a light side Jedi. <laughs> you know, I was a dark sider. You're a uh, Sith? No, it doesn't have to be a Sith, but it, oh, you know, yeah, because there's only two of those, and those guys are way too strict, man. I, I don't, I just, I just want to use, uh, you know, I just want to use the force as I see fit. Um, a little bit like Qui Gon Jinn. Um, <laughs> so what was the other question? Uh, favorite uh, planet or location? Uh, planet location. Hmm, man, I, I can't get over those uh, tree cities in uh, Kashyyyk. Yeah, okay, tr- Kashyyyk. Yeah. Have um, we seen Kashyyyk in live in the live action universe? I don't think we have. Yes, we have. Uh, briefly, didn't we see it in um in one of the prequel movies? Wasn't it in Solo? Oh, did we see it in Solo? I yes, wrong? We, you're right. We saw it in Solo because it was like the back Kashyyyk. surface. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. Um, it's really cool, yeah. I, I've read a lot of Star Wars books too, and uh, that okay. that yeah that that it's the Coruscant for for forest people because oh. you got the whoa, same. Whoa, 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 You can't say, you, you can't say that on the show. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's like saying sand people, right? My bad, my bad. <laughs> it, it's it's the Coruscant for the wilderness. Okay, I like Enthusi- it. Betty boy, um, you're not. <laughs> Super huge in the Star Wars, but do you have a favorite character in, in planet or aspect of the Star Wars universe? 
I was thinking, as you guys were talking, you jarred my memory with more characters than I even considered. Yeah. Because um, I didn't. I, I saw all the Star Wars movies as an adult. I never saw them as a kid. And if you really don't want to know why, I'll tell you why. When I was four years old, uh, my mom and dad had the, uh, return, uh, the sixth movie on TV, um, episode six on TV. And when I saw uh, Jabba the Hutt eat that little creature, I got so disgusted, I walked away from the TV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that scarred you for all those years. So, it did. So, so Hutt is your least so, favorite character. The point is, as an adult, I, there's no nostalgia for me. So I have to go by what I saw as an adult. And my favorite good guy, I can take the easy way out and say that it's uh, Luke Skywalker. My favorite good guy. But honestly, guys, my favorite villain is going to be Darth Maul. Because that dude took out two people and was ready to fight before the guy even hit the ground. That dude was just rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> he's badass. He's, he's uh... I mean, really badass. Yeah. The, one hope... of the most badass we had seen. I hope we get to see more of Darth Maul in the upcoming Obi-Wan series. Hopefully that will so, happen. So I'll say those two for my favorite good guy versus bad guy. And my favorite place, I'll just go with Dagobah. Dagobah is pretty cool. Uh, Dagobah, I... that's the swamp planet where Yoda's from. Yep. Uh, awesome. Ben, so, yeah. did you see uh, Mandalorian? Not yet. I'm waiting on that, too. Okay, <laughs> just curious. All right. Maybe I'm going to uh, watch Mandalorian 1 and 2 and then go into Bubba Fett, and I'm going to have a nice time. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy that. That's a nice time spent in, that's for sure. <laughs> like, maybe I will on Friday for Ozark, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Chachi McFly. That drops tomorrow, dude. Tomorrow? I know, right? What's your favorite in the Star Wars universe, Chach? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, definitely I thought Darth Maul was amazing, and I think that was a big ball drop um, for the um, prequels, because he should have been the main villain through all three prequels. And he was definitely the best thing about Phantom Menace. And, you know, one of the few good things about it, actually. Um, but, you know, of course, True. like the best character in all of Star Wars, it's got to be Darth Vader. And if it wasn't for Darth Vader, we wouldn't even be talking about Star Wars right now because one of the most kick-ass villains of all time out of any movie. And you could see how even Kylo Ren fell way short of um, Darth Vader in the original um, trilogy. And yeah, and I think we'll see like a lot more Darth Maul in upcoming series. But I know they Oh yeah. Know that he's a hot character and he's somebody like um Boba Fett who they supposedly killed off early and Way then too soon. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, well the and, and canon they did retcon his death quote unquote death in episode one because in the animated series he didn't die in that fall. And right, then yeah. um in the timeline of the Obi Wan movie Sorry, series on Disney Plus. We very, in fact, I can almost guarantee we're going to see some Darth Maul back on the. Oh, definitely for sure. The timeline kind of works out, right? We saw him. in What movie did we see him in recently? Um, he was in Solo Star Wars. He was in Solo yeah. at the Which end. I he loved. Was, I, I loved it. I did I, too. I don't know why people didn't like it. I, I'm, I was, I was 100% on board with it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm very. I don't, I don't really hold. The bar is very low for me for Star Wars. So, okay. you know, I love Star Wars and it, you, you can't really do any wrong. Yeah, I, it, I feel the same way myself. It seems like you can't Star Wars out you two. Like, give no. us more, 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 more. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yep, yep. Do you have a favorite planet, Chachi, in the Star Wars galaxy? Well, if I had to live anywhere, it would probably, probably be um, Alderaan. 
Alderaan. Yeah, I heard it's beautiful this time of year, and like, <laughs> it has like great property value. This, you is, a, for, this <laughs> is a long time ago. In a galaxy value, far away, man. You know, Are you looking for love in Alderaan money. places? Yeah, I'm <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was a great topic for this week, guys. That was a lot of fun. I, I tell you, just to follow up real quick, I, I would love to see Corellia. <laughs> You know, we yes. we ha- we haven't seen Corellia. We haven't seen live action Corellia yet. It's all over the the Star Wars, you know, uh, the, e- the EU and all of that. So why haven't we seen more of Corellia in the Solo um, film? Exactly, it's where he's from, as far as I know. But they just didn't show it at all. Well, it was one movie, and you know, they had they squeeze every fucking Han Solo thing in there. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Makes Come sense. on, remind me where that where does Solo belong in the canon of the movies? Oh yeah, it takes a, a place between episodes three and four. Yeah. Okay, Close, very good. Closer Got to it. four than three. Closer to four than. Interesting, three. interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well that's why this um, Obi Wan series would be good because this is a timeline that's not re- hasn't been really explored that much. It's right? one of my favorites. It's it's back in the day before this timeline existed. Uh, this was my I I wanted to know more about between three and four the purge because I knew it existed before episode right. one. I knew that it had to happen, you know. Right, but. right. Yeah, we're going to see all of that and how Obi-Wan survived and became the hermit and all that stuff. So we're, we're, our questions will be answered in the Obi-Wan series, which is the next Star Wars series. All right, speaking of Disney Plus series, let's go on to the countdown. Number 15 is the Moon Knight trailer that uh, just dropped. Um, actually dropped during Monday Night uh, Football, the playoff game with the Rams and um the cardinals um but then after it dropped everyone got to see it um stars oscar isaac who's poe dameron in the star wars universe i think i'm really gonna enjoy this series um i think the costume's really badass i think um the 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 actual nature of the character is very unique you know he's an ex-soldier with a profound case of disassociative identity disorder that manifests as as distinct individuals. And then he becomes this conduit for uh, the Egyptian moon god, Khonshu. Um, Mike the General Azad explained it very well because he read all the <laughs> comic books. He's not here with us tonight. but uh, yeah, and, then we, and then we see Ethan Hawke as a villain, which I don't think we've seen Ethan play too many villains. Um, and he plays a cult leader who encourages um, Mark to embrace the darkness within himself. Um, but uh, it looks awesome. And with that, there is very, very sad news about um, the Moon Knight series. One of the main actors, Gaspard Yoliel, um, he uh, is a French actor, sadly died in a ski accident in the French Alps. And um, this is the Savoie region of France. And he collided with another skier, suffered a serious brain trauma, um, transported by helicopter. Um, and um, really, really tragic um, that um, that he passed away. Um, of course, we haven't seen the Moon Knight series yet. We don't know the fate of his character. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just really, really super sad that a cast member of a series that we haven't even seen yet, um, is now no longer with us. So is anyone looking forward to the, uh, the Moon Knight series? Uh, I mean, personally, I'll be honest. I, I don't, I, 
well, I don't know why I, I I'm so lost with with Marvel right now. I don't what, what okay sure another character and <laughs> or, and another series no less of this character. You know uh, I I don't I don't really know what to think. I am I am lost as crap. Okay, well Where's he's a the... new character that um, that has been introduced in the live action of Marvel. He's a character that's been around for a while, so maybe that's where a lot of hesitation. Wait, wait, wait where? When, where was he introduced in the MCU? Um, no, this is, the, he's the, this is the first time he's going to be introduced in the MCU. I know, but as a whole series. So we're going to get like a 10-hour movie of this guy. Yes. Right? Yes. So clearly I'm hoping he's important, but so far, where are we? I mean, it's not like the first half where I kind of get – we get all of the characters' origin stories and then they team up and fight right. the bad guy. Now it's like I, I, am, I don't even really – I don't even know what what I'm missing. <laughs> well, you could pretend it's Poe Dameron since you're a Star Wars fan. And I love Poe Dameron; he's great. <laughs> so, um, in all the trailer, they play Kid Cudi's "Day and Night," which was a good club hit from back in the day. Yeah, we'll um, have to see. I think the uh, more the MCU is is gotten it is it's expl- it's a supernova occurred, and now which, all the all, everything is out there. Which series did you enjoy on Disney Plus? The the Marvel series. Oh, I've I've loved WandaVision. Um, okay. I, I loved. Uh, I'm a big Captain America fan, so the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just uh, totally up my alley. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm on board with stuff, but like you know, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie. Uh. So maybe that'll enlighten me. Oh but. wow! I don't know how you avoided spoilers on that one. That was. I'm very good at that. That's okay. uh, Good. You 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 probably unfollow a lot of people that post spoilers. I'm sure that might have something to do with it. (laughs) Yeah. So. um, Yeah. No. I I mean, you know, it's the next. It's the next Marvel series. I'm looking forward to it, guys. I mean, first time we're seeing Moon Knight, and I think the one right after that's going to be She-Hulk, and that's going to be the first time we're going to see She-Hulk in the MCU. So. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the take, and I, I'm uh, really happy um, that we're getting a lot of Star Wars and a lot of Marvel content on Disney Plus. Yeah, me too. One that I'm not really sure about, and that's number 14 on my list, is the Santa Claus. On Disney Plus, they're actually going to uh, continue the story as a limited series, and uh, basically where Tim Allen's character is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizes realizes that he can't be Santa forever. Um, so this will be the fourth time Tim Allen will be taking up the role of Santa Claus in a series. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, people will watch it, obviously. It, when's it coming out? The first show to take place in the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> right. This will most likely drop uh, December of 2022, would be my prediction. Uh, Maybe uh, all, the weeks, all the weeks leading up to Christmas. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, number 13 on my list. The Witcher um, is the top uh, project on Netflix, um, the top of the SVOD ratings, um, which is track streaming numbers, 2.2 billion viewing minutes. Uh, it's first week on the streamer. Um, I am behind on the Witcher. Any Witcher fans here? Does wow. anyone want to convince me to watch this? Because it's been on the back of my queue. Wow. And I, I watched the first episode and a half. I didn't play the game. It did. It didn't. Oh, okay. Because playing the game didn't kind of draw you in. I mean, there's a big void from not having Game of Thrones in my life anymore, or something in that realm. 
So I figured The Witcher would be kind of like the perfect thing to kind of fill that void. Yet I, I haven't sat down and, and get, given it a chance yet. But, uh, you know, um, apparently it's, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, well-liked. The second season, uh, breaking numbers. So. I, I now, love, I love, I love uh, fantasy, you know, like old yeah. school fantasy, like, I, I, I like I'm I'm yearning for something like that, you know, and I you know I don't know I'm not getting it. Mm. And now and maybe Witcher would supply that with me. I don't know, but like you know I'm with you, man. Yeah, maybe both of us need to give it a chance. Yeah. That a boy, Benny boy, you were never really a, um, a Game of Thrones fan, were you? you never got into. I, I never had I never had HBO, so I never. I mean, here's the thing: my friend went to lend me the first season, and after the guy got his head chopped off, I said nope. Okay. So you when you see That's uh, the last episode of the first season. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the very beginning, man. The very beginning. Oh, oh, I guess that guy. oh that guy? Who oh well it that happens guy? well it happens again. So yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. you're alluding to Kenny. Yeah. I mean it's it's not really spoiling it. The show's been out for a while, but you're talking yeah, about no. Ned Stark, yeah. <laughs> so I just couldn't I couldn't stomach it. I just couldn't stomach uh, it. I, if you give me give me a version without all the violence, maybe I could watch it, but it won't last very long. Right. <laughs> Guys, uh, number twelve on my list is the amazing Julia Garner. Oh, I would. I, I was so happy to, to work on this um, particular show. It's called Inventing Anna, um, which depicts um, the downfall of a real life scam artist. She's a socialite that kind of uh, committed some crazy scams and um, fraud, um, linking up with some of the very wealthy and elite in New York City. And taking advantage of their businesses and um, laundering money, very similar to her character on Ozark. Interesting. <laughs> Julia Garner is always playing these amazing roles, and um, it's um, and she, I think she's, I think the character's from Europe or Eastern European, so she's got the Eastern European accent. So that's just a testament to how brilliant Julia Garner is as an actress. She she kills it as a role as. Um, Ruth, right? Chachi, is that her character? Yeah, on? Ruth. Was that yep. Ruth? Um, yeah, she's great. She drops that totally different accent, right. too. In a southern accent. She's a New York girl, a southern accent. And then I'm watching this trailer for Inventing Anna. Blows me away again with her acting. Um, she's just a favorite. I just really respect her as, as an actor. And uh, we get to see it um, starting on February 11th. Um, and, of course, Ozark. Um the first part of season four drops on Friday. So really looking forward to that. Do you know? Good question. I believe, I believe it's only eight episodes. I think. Yeah. So, and then the second half will be the second uh, eight episodes, which will be a little later in 2022. Um, And then that'll be it. Unfortunately. That'll be it. Unfortunately, I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the great show. Uh, number eleven on my list is just Peacemaker in general. Um, I just watched, I just caught the, the the pilot, and I gotta say, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. We're seeing. Are you, John, are you caught uh, up on DC stuff? I, I've only watched the first episode, so I haven't watched episode two and three. No, but I'm saying, have you? Are you caught up on all the other crap but that the they're movie, referencing? The movies, yes. Because as as I, we, we, movies, yes. my, my wife and I, we watched all three episodes that are released on HBO of Peacemaker, loved yes. them, accepted them for what they were, had no fucking idea what they were talking about. Like the first episode, <laughs> they're like, they're going through all this shit. And they're talking about all these characters. And I'm like, 
we are watching the first episode of season okay. one, right? And they're <laughs> like, and I guess they're referencing some movies that we ain't seen, but. Really? Do you recall which movies you've skipped? Because obviously, clearly. Okay, the, the, let me let me tell you how many Suicide DC Squad movies, movies I've are seen. Essential watching. The first Suicide Squad movie. It's the only DC movie I've seen since the uh, um, Christopher Nolan trilogy. Okay, well, therein lies the the issue. Uh, the 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 Suicide Squad, the most recent Suicide Squad, has to be watched. If Before, you don't want, oh God, yes. Okay, in fact, so I he's stop, in that. I would stop right now. Okay. Go, don't even continue with. Peacemaker, the podcast, go back. No, 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 no. <laughs> stop After watching. <laughs> stop watching Peacemaker. Go back, watch this, the recent Suicide Squad movie because it takes directly right after it, and then then you'll understand all the character references. Because that's that's really that's really the only movie you really need to watch. I mean, the first Suicide Squad movie, okay, you know the Amanda Waller character, sure, um, but you know uh, as more characters get introduced. In fact, uh, a lot of the a few of the, the the main cast of Peacemaker are in the Suicide Squad movie. They're featured in uh, as as part of Amanda Waller's uh, team. So, yeah, that that's a big one, Kenny. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's directed by James Gunn. It's continuing the story as soon as Suicide Squad ends. Awesome. So that's probably that why you're alone. That's probably why you're lost. But but be, okay, so uh, taking it from beyond that, just from someone who's never seen it, we loved yeah. it. We loved it and watched all three episodes. So. John Cena is a great comedic action hero. He's good. He is perfect. A little bit too much nudity for him, for my taste. <laughs> um, um, he, he banged some crazy like '80s rocker chick that had like superhuman powers, which is pretty amazing in the first episode. Yeah. Um, and um power bangs yes yes and we of course we saw the great robert patrick playing his dad in it and uh for you for t1000 t1000s in it who plays a great role he plays a very interesting role um a little more of a very uh a little racist a little uh misogynistic um you know you can tell he was having fun with that role yeah <laughs> you can tell he was having fun with that role um and for your orange and new black fans uh, daniel brooks is also in the cast as well um and um yeah you'll see a little bit more uh with her and actually you know what a former btv guest was actually in the cast elizabeth faith ludlow who plays daniel brooks love interest she was actually a rot from the walking dead she actually um is in the cast as well so I thought that was really cool um, to see that, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I can't wait to see episodes two and three. Um, anything you can tell us about two and three? I haven't seen two or three yet. I'm not. I I'm a I'm a spoil. I'm anti spoiler, man. I would never. You're anti spoiler. Okay, that's fair. You, you go ahead, have that experience on your own, man. Have that experience on my own, and we'll enjoy it, and we'll talk about that then. All right. Uh, wow, we're going through this zippity doodah very quickly, Chachi. Uh, number 10 on the list is HBO Max has green lit a show called Degrassi, uh, which is basically a reboot of Degrassi, The Next Generation. Which was a uh, reboot of Degrassi High, which was a reboot of Degrassi Junior High. Exactly. Got <laughs> it. Was a reboot of the kids of Degrassi Street. Right. So, um, wow, go ahead, H- man. HBO Max has actually secured the the rights for all 14 seasons of Degrassi: The Next Generation. I guess 
and 14, um, seasons. Wow. 14 seasons in preparation for the upcoming Degrassi new series. So you can catch up really quick. Yeah, right. 14 seasons. Well, guys, uh, when you were in middle school, did they ever pop those in the VHS and make make you watch them? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I had a high school that cool that I could watch. No, them. in middle school, they made middle us school. watch Degrassi Junior High episodes. That's pretty it's awesome. Like very That's special episodes. No, just regular. Every episode was a very special episode. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, we, we, they made us watch it. <laughs> that was considered we safe content. Specials in middle school. They'd bring in, like, they'd bring in the old, like, TV on the cart. They'd reel it in with the VCR in there, and they would... Mm-hmm. Yep. I used to watch one with, like, I think it was called, like, Hewitt's, Hewitt's Just Different. And it's, like, this mentally <laughs> challenged guy who... Or a teenager or whatever, and you get to learn about him and his friend. What are you and, talking um, about? What is this? And, like, they also would bring in, like, these giant, like, Coca-Colas in the bottle and give it to, like, a bunch of 13-year-olds who were bouncing off the walls. <laughs> well, really, to public school. Yeah. I went to a combination. That sounds of more exciting private. than just watching an episode of a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what a crazy thing my middle school um, Spanish teacher did. Um, Touched you? Uh, she actually <laughs> made the class watch a Spanish film, which is great. You can watch Spanish cinema and learn the language. But there was the topless scene of two girls bathing nice. together. And um, for whatever reason, one of the kids told their moms. The mom called the school. And um, I remember her name, Mrs. Palma. Mrs. Palma was uh, sadly let go, of her, oh, wow. relieved of her duties at the school. Uh, oh, no. why, she picked, why she picked that movie, I'll never know. But it's forever ingrained in my brain of the two topless hot Spanish chicks you know, lathering themselves up in the shower that I have no idea why. Oh, in the shower. Yeah, why she decided was Mrs. Paul yeah, decided like, to show. like on the beach or somewhere in the movie. She should have yeah. ran over and, and fast forwarded through it. I don't know. She clearly either a didn't watch it or b knew what she was getting into was willing to take the risk. But uh... now, how long after watching that were you able to stand up and leave the classroom? <laughs> you know, young, young Al Soto. Yeah, I mean, you know, all of us were just kind of jaws dropped. You know, uh, eyes popping out of our our face, basically seeing boobies on the screen uh, as a middle yeah. school kid. You know, it's... I mean, but actually nowadays that wouldn't be too shocking because now, because nowadays the teacher will, will just like fuck the students. Oh so, wow! Like, I'm starting to see what the timbre of this uh, podcast is. So it's below the belt, guys. It's a little wild. Ben, do you have any crazy uh, incidents from middle school? Yeah. Um, it's funny, Al, to be honest with you, my Spanish class also showed a video that was a little provocative. Really? But it was also, yeah, they did, they did, they did. But it was also a little bit, uh, it was a little bit of innuendo, meaning like you saw maybe the arms and the back, but you didn't really see anything specific. So it was all about intrigue. But yeah, we did. Holy <laughs> shit. About what? Entry? Intrigue. Intrigue. Oh, entry. Intrigue. I think it's entry. Intrigue. I thought you <laughs> said entry. Yeah, it's a different, totally different kind of movie. You and I had interesting Spanish classes. Oh, man. That's wild, man. Anyone else have crazy uh, middle school stories? Mm, no, not that I want to share. Okay. Not that you want to share on the show? <laughs> I'll save that for my podcast. All right. That's fair. Completely fair. All right. Number eight on my list. All right. We're, Tossie, we're zooming through this. Um, Got to keep going. Are we? 
Walking Dead. Walking Dead 11B, season 11B. I cannot believe one of my favorite shows is coming to end. We just got a trailer. Um, I'm guessing Kenny and Ben, not Walking Dead fans anymore. Would that be safe to assume? There, okay. There is not anymore. <laughs> a lot of people were fans up until like season five, maybe. <laughs> like yeah. when everybody was watching. I got uh, I got all the way up until, um man, what was that season after Negan a- took after, over? After Negan took over and, and bashed uh, Glenn and Abraham's heads in? Yeah. And then, That's pretty uh, much where a lot of people dropped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sad to think, though, but, you know... Of course, I know I need to know the story. I want to know how it concludes, but uh, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> Daryl, um, Norman Reedus's character, Daryl, had the perfect quote. He said, we survived everything for what? Keep fighting and killing each other. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, you know, these people are still at war with each other, um, knowing that, you know, the human race is slowly dying in this apocalypse and becoming walkers and zombies and uh you know, but yet people are still fighting with each other. But uh, um, we get to know a little bit more about the Commonwealth community. Uh, we got the first glimpse of Pamela Milton, the governor of this this community. Um, and uh, it was cool to see, um, you know, what, what's coming up. Um, uh, looks like um, Yumiko. Yumiko is full on lawyer mode after leaving her. Uh, her group of survivors in Alexandria and now becoming a part of this, you know, uh, community where they're trying to basically um, return to whatever life you had prior to the apocalypse. So if you're a lawyer before, before the apocalypse, you're going to be a lawyer in this new community. If you're a plumber before, you're not going to be a plumber and become a lawyer in this new community. Right. right? right. They're not going to buy that. You think pretty much you got to pretty much um, stay, uh, the same status, you know, um, and um, you know, I thought it was real well written. This is the last storyline that we're getting uh, that's um, covered in the comic book, as you know. And I think this is a proper way for the show to end because once the comic book ends, you're not going to have any um, source material, so you're just going to make up stories and leave that for the other shows. You got Fear the Walking Dead, you have the Tales of the Walking Dead. We actually just went into production, so. You know, I think it's it's going on in a high note. Uh, <laughs> really, you laugh, you laugh, but I, yeah. I really think I really think uh, yeah. seasons as soon as Angela Kang took over, I think the show's been great. No, you know? I don't think it's been no great. you wouldn't say it's great, no. Not at all. Really, it's the high note was years and years ago. It would have been back when everybody watched it. Yeah. Um, Do you know what the greatest episode? I mean, I I've watched all the way up until gosh. Um, I couldn't tell you what number of season it was. Uh, uh, the last thing I remember. Uh, anyway, so um, I'm gonna say season six. If you stop right turn, after the beginning, Megan and the, uh, Glenn got their heads bashed in, the season after that was six, I believe. The, there's two episodes that stand out to me. One was um, I don't remember what it was. I think the season ended with them all in a cattle cart at Terminus. And then, oh God! And then, yeah, and, then, and then began with them getting herded out, about to be bled. And um, and that's that that episode, that single episode of all of them with, you know, hands tied behind their back, you know, they're literally about to be bled out and eaten yeah. by these people. And then was it Carol came in and made explosions. And now that was that was their escape run. And then the other one was when um, when they were in, I guess it was Alexandria, when they first Alexandria first got attacked. 
And that episode, Carol's in there making, you know, food and everything like that. And making like, you cookies. know, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, there's this guy who comes out and grabs one of her neighbors and fucking slips, slits her throat, throws her on the ground. And Carol grabs a knife and heads on out. And dude, that whole episode, it was it was that whole series with that part was a grab. I watched that episode like three times in a Super row. Super graphic. Yeah. And it was just it was because they were, you know, they. Because Carol was faking it the whole time, and like you know, anyway, there was there was a lot of nuances there that I really liked, and they never got back to it. And you know what? Maybe I didn't give them the chance, but uh, you know, real life happened, and I just I got away from that real life TV. You know, I needed to. Yeah, a lot of people have different reasons for for watch, for stop stopping, um, you know, watching. Um, and um, a lot of it had to do with their love of the characters of Glenn and Abraham, but. It, it's exactly how it happened in in the the comic book and the source material. Granted, Abraham died another way, but Glenn Glenn died in that fashion. And you know, some people just have to accept it for what it for what it is. You know, um, but uh, you know what? We, we're going to get a complete story. We're going to see how it ends. And at the end of the comic book, there's a huge time gap into the future. Curious if they're going to go that route. Or they're going to save that for like the, the the tales of the Walking Dead or something like that. But I imagine they will do some kind of uh, time jump into the future at the end of the series. So, um, and of course we got the Rick Grimes movie. So we're going to see the continuation of the Rick Grimes storyline. Are they Hope coming? They're yeah. still coming. They're still there's the, the script is written. It's like 18 movies, right? It's going to be uh well, they wanted three movies originally. I think it would have worked better as a series, but um, I guess, uh, you know, um, Andrew Lincoln doesn't want to be on set all that time. So, the series, you actually are spending like six, four to six months on set, where a movie, you're spending roughly two to three months on set. So. Yeah, but he's doing three movies, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that kind of adds up, right? <laughs> All right, number seven on my list is NBC really sticking to nostalgia. They're, they're rebooting two franchises. Oh, this, this can't um, be good. One is Life Goes Go, On. Oh, it's great, dude. <laughs> um, this has um, been in the works since uh, September. Um, and this is uh, Nakechi Okara Carroll's new overall deal with Warner Brothers. And um, apparently it will revisit grown-up Becca Thatcher, who is now an accomplished doctor, and her extended family as she, she returns to her hometown. And, uh, of course, Life Goes On aired originally on ABC between 89 and 93. Went for four seasons and, uh, of course, now will be on NBC. But no, it, it ties in. So this is more of um instead of a reboot, I guess, yeah, a sequel series. A sequel series. So does um, she have did you her guys... own, like Down syndrome kid? Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do about the, the Corky character. Yeah, I'm the not Corky, sure. Yeah. They didn't allude to whether the Corky would return or a character like Corky would return. I mean, that was the whole show was Corky. I don't know how you'd have the show without him. And no one would care about the rest of the cast without Corky. Yeah. I don't even know what show you're talking about, but I know that. Did you guys watch it when you were younger? Did you guys watch that? I did watch a little bit. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Every single Sunday, my parents would watch it, and I'd be in the same room. That's that's about the best I would do. Right. Then you used to have these hard shows on TV. You really don't see that that much anymore. Whenever I heard that piano riff to "Obla di Obla Da," I felt the Pavlovian response, like, "Oh, here it comes! Here it is!" Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and what's the other show? 
Uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Quantum Leap is getting a, and uh, I, I, I realized Guys, that. It's going to suck. Can, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes, please. Do you guys think I look like Scott Bakula? No. I mean, Scott Bakula Stein, maybe. Um, but. <laughs> People where, told where me did... I do. People said it. People did? They said I look like Scott Bakula. Was that Stevie uh, Wonder? <laughs> People say I look like Brad Pitt. Yeah. That was also Stevie Wonder, yes, right? You, you, they say it whether you guys care to believe it or not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, who watched Quantum thing. Leap though? I mean, I actually never really got into Quantum Leap, really? but uh it's in the early process of making return to NBC. That was on like USA, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know what? Know. Was it, well, I mean, it was originally it was, on network TV. I think it was originally on network yeah, TV. And then, yes, it did the reboots for re, re, the um, rebroadcasts on syndication. Yeah, yeah. USA exactly. was known for those. My dad, uh, <laughs> my dad watched a lot of that stuff, and I remember watching that stuff with him. And my favorite ones, and it's it's because I'm weird, uh, was the ones that he transported into a girl's body. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> That could, be, that could be a little. That could be. They probably won't have that nowadays. Could be an underlying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> a little bit yeah, of a fetish show, now, considered, right? Yeah, the show got kind of weird towards the end. Like they had like an evil leaper who started leaping around because, like Scott Bakula, his character, he would leap into different bodies and become that person and try to like make right what what once went wrong with that person's life. So he he leap in and fix something and make the other person's life better. And then he yeah. leaped to the next spot. He, he couldn't leap until he made that life better. But then this, all of a sudden there was like some kind of evil leaper that would leap around and try to make people's lives worse. Miserable, right? Uh, yeah. It's so it a really well-made um, show. And if, Yeah. Well, uh, this might be worth a look. It will, actually, the new season will take place 30 years after the events of the original series. Okay. Um, and if Scott Beckler so, involved, is not... It's no, he's re- I think he's going to reprise the role. Is he reprising it? Yeah, I believe he is reprising his role. Yes. Who no, who was the play. AI guy? Al or something? What was yeah, he? He died. Al Dean yeah. Stockwell, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that character was was pivotal to the whole thing, though. I mean, you, Al, you needed Al. Yeah, he'd come well, with a cigar is, yeah. and everything, and he'd be like, "You're fucked, dude. I don't know what to tell they're you." Gonna, they're gonna cast an actor that plays his son, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but you know he's gonna but, he's gonna be like the AI character. Yeah. They wanted uh, to keep the show going and instead have Al leaping because Al could leap back further than Sam could because he was older. But then they oh, just okay. didn't do that. that they cool, just though. didn't do that. It would have been cool. They could have gone like two extra decades of worth of material or at least one extra decade. Yeah, wow. I want the little thing that Al has in his hand where he keeps tapping at it and going crazy with yeah. it. Well, we have that now. You mean you mean a cell phone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he didn't swipe. It was all buttons, man. That was analog. Oh, that was uh, the BlackBerry you know, then, right? <laughs> those sound exactly. They don't work those anymore. Effects, those sound effects were the same sound effects you hear in cartoons, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Ooh. yeah, no, you mentioned the BlackBerry. They actually made fun of um, Quantum Leap and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they actually had Scott Bakula um, playing himself as like a janitor. And they're kind of like uh, making fun of him, saying like, for him to leap out of there and like if, and is he leaping somebody's body being a janitor or whatever it was kind of funny but that might have been like one of the inspirations of them rebooting this show a really yeah. good geek question 
for Quantum Leap would be how long did Sam spend in one body before he was able to leap? Like, how long was he stuck in one body? How long as it took? Yeah, days to weeks well, that, or months. I depends. was wondering, like, in the yeah, exactly, in the canon of the show, how long did he have to stay there before he figured out what to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah like I'm, I, I'm just curious if he spent extended time in the mirror if he was a hot chick. Yeah, if I, <laughs> I would leave you know? in a young Pamela Anderson's body, I'll just kind of like, just stay there for a while. For just a minute. And, now, huh? and, and then he That's said, enough. oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Wow. We're zipping through. Number six on the list is Saturday Night Live's um, cold open look at President Joe Biden. They finally have an actor that can do both Biden and Trump wonderfully. I mean, I, you know, Alec Baldwin's impression was it was OK. It was funny, but it wasn't really like Trump. But James Austin Johnson, if you guys have seen him, dude, amazing Biden, amazing Trump. This is the guy that Saturday Night Saturday Night Live needs to portray those presidents. He is great. He's so funny, so good. Um, and I, this, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, he's just he's just brilliant, man. He's I mean, and then the the Biden. I mean, I know um, Jim Carrey did a stab at Biden, and and Sadakis both did. <clears throat> But no, this guy James Austin Johnson, he just is perfect. I mean, don't don't ruin it for me. I'm still in season twenty five. You're still in season twenty five. <laughs> yeah, Got don't it. ruin it for me, please. <laughs> but one thing that you were very um looking forward to seeing was the Urkel. Urkel uh parody <laughs> yes. trailer. So as you know, the Bel they have a Bel Air uh series now, which is kind of like a serious drama reboot of um The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where Carlton is like a successful guy. He's not like kind of like a goofy, you know, Carlton Dance kind of character, um, nerd type. Um, we're already there. It's like, oh god, you're really com- completely changing the Carlton character. And then here, Urkel is now a badass, kicking ass, drawing guns. Like they're just <laughs> completely like. Uh, t- <laughs> I'm wondering if they would really want to produce this uh, Urkel series. Um, but uh, it was pretty funny. Did you did you check out the? Uh, the clip, Chach? Yeah, it's a very funny parody. Like, probably one of the funniest things I've seen from Saturday Night Live in a long time. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch clips here. I don't watch the show anymore, but I'll watch clips here and there if I see them posted. But, yeah, definitely a funny um, parody. Yeah. Ben, you would have liked it because uh, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story was the host. I watched I watched it. I saw the clip. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And her I and Kate that, McKinnon um, did a nice little duet of West Side Stories uh, tonight. I think that uh, the dollar amount has not been offered yet to get Jaleel White to put those suspenders and glasses back on. Yeah. He's just not doing it. He's yeah, just not no, doing it. That's a shame. Cause a you know, not, nobody's offered him $20? <laughs> I don't think that show pulls off a, like a full Netflix Full House reboot like mm. Full House did. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think mm. Full House did either. Yeah, sadly, you know, that wasn't... I liked it. You enjoyed it, yeah. I mean, did you like Full House? I liked it back in the '90s, but yeah, well, I think okay, that kind so, of humor doesn't really like translate well now. So uh, that doesn't mean it was any less good. If you, <laughs> if, if you if you can if you can go back to that '90s little kid and like you know totally like you know. Well then, yeah. So. If I could quantum like leap back into my old body, I'd watch Full House. Yes. You know how many things I would do to my body if I could quantum leap back into it. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> 
Well, I'm work- talking about working out and stuff, guys. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the same thing, <laughs> the same thing you did Christ. back then. You just do it some more. <laughs> right. Well, I think this is a perfect time to jump in another body and take a classic cut break here on BTB. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and play the Chachi's theme. So here we go. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's. Chachi. Yeah, that's right. Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut, where each and every week I go into our archives, pick out a classic song, dust it off, and play it for your listening pleasure. And um, this week we have a song from the 90s. And speaking of 90s, you know, we spoke um, last week um, about losing one of the greats, uh, Betty White. Oh, who God, passed yeah. away Absolutely. at 99 and this past um this past this monday past monday yeah we we um celebrated what would have been her 100th birthday which it's kind of sad that she passed away so um closely to her 100th birthday and it was going to be a big celebration but um you know people still celebrate even though she had had um left us two weeks prior but there was a um documentary type of um, movie that came out to the theaters this past week for her 100th birthday. And it was going to be a birthday celebration and they changed it more to like a life celebration, but it went through, um, it's called Betty White celebration. It went through her whole entire career and a lot mm-hmm. of behind the scenes stories about her and her husband. And like, it's just really amazing at how groundbreaking she was in her career. Like one of the first um, women to um, host a talk show ever, you know, one of the first women to, mm-hmm host a game show you know oh, really yeah. groundbreaking um you know and, and they even showed like a um, tv show that she was in like back in the 50s they had an episode after the documentary that they played the entire episode which was really a funny show where she played on um, two parts and there was a lot of a mistaken identity um you know in a hotel with one one um of her being like a, a married woman the other person being some lounge singer but just a phenomenal actor, like very funny. So I was trying to pick a song um, to dedicate for her 100th birthday. And we already played Thank You For Being a Friend so many times on the show. So I wanted to get another song. And this song is about her character, Rose. Um, and if you um, typed in Betty White in Google, um, hopefully it still works. You've seen a bunch of um, rose petals falling oh, yeah. over the screen. That's wonderful, and a, isn't and it? And a rose on the screen. What? Thank you for being a friend. And then all the roses come out. It's really nice. Right, yeah, yeah. And like rose petals falling, I guess, because she passed away. But um, this is actually A Kiss from a Rose by the artist Seal. This came out in 1994. So dedicated this from Betty White's uh, America's Favorite um, Grandmother. Absolutely. So, also, the song was featured in one of the Batman movies. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was, um, the best and, Batman movie. <laughs> I want to say Batman that song came out in 96. 96, 97. That's my prediction. Was that Batman Forever? No, it was 94. But was that Batman Forever and it came out? In... No, the Kiss from the Rose song. It came out in 94. Um, but anyways, um, a lot of people celebrated her birthday by donating to local animal shelters. And I know they had a lot of um, groundbreaking um, support from people um, on her birthday because she's a big animal lover. And I donated some money um, to one of the local um, 
you know, in the local animal um, places in our area. Yeah, no doubt. Animal rescue places. So this is Kiss from a Rose by Seal, 1994. Nice. Happy All birthday, right. Betty White. And we will be back here on BTV right after the classic cut with the Cobra Kai actors, Aiden Minx and uh, Khalil Average. So we'll be back awesome. right after the classic cut. All right, Kiss by a Rose, Seal. And then you were mentioning off air, Kenny, that you were surprised that Seal was able to obtain a hottie that was Heidi Klum? Um, just based off, I mean, uh, as a man who is uh, heterosexual, um, I didn't sure. think that uh, uh, Seal was uh, as attractive. I, th- I felt like Heidi Klum was a little bit out of his league. But, out you of know, his league, what do yeah. I know? She's way out of my league. He's probably out of my league. I don't know. <laughs> what, was it the scars? The facial scars, perhaps? Well, I, mean, I don't know. For me, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm like, you know, I look at someone like Chris Hemsworth and I'm like, mm, that's an attractive man, you know, and, okay, I like that's Seal, fair. and I'm like, yeah, he's got a good voice. Okay. <laughs> it might have been the voice that swept her away. Hey, you know, that's for my wife. Yeah. So we're on with this, this countdown where we're going to bring on our special guest, guys. So number five on the list, Tiffany Haddish, actress, comedian, arrested in Georgia for a DUI. Apparently 2.30 a.m. in the morning, she was asleep at her wheel on Highway oh. 74. So, hey, at least it was a moving violation. She was parked, you know. Um, uh, on the highway, on highway, but huh. <laughs> maybe on the side of the highway, right? Okay, guessing. Uh, <laughs> but um, she was booked in the Fayette County Jail without incident. Apparently, suspected that she had been smoking weed, and she was released after posting um after posting bonds. So um, and she's got the the cutest mugshot. She's just smiling. You know, she's got the short hair. She's just, like, happy to be arrested for a DUI. If you, if you Google it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Checking that out. But um, what, yeah. what caught me about that was the accused of of smoking weed. Like, you know, can you can you tell the judge, oh, I smelled pot? Is that a thing? Depends what state you're in. I think it was a different state. It's yeah. not consistent. Like in California, for instance, I think it would just be a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it would be here in Florida too. Yeah, here in Florida and in Florida as well. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Number four on the list: a little controversy with Joss Whedon. We talked about this on the show a lot. Ooh. Joss Whedon finally um, did a, a lengthy interview with New York Magazine, denied Gal Gadot's allegations that he threatened her career while wo- working on the Justice League. Um, he says, "I don't threaten people. Who does that?" Now he's trying to twist it around, blaming it on Gal misunderstanding and becoming more of an asshole by saying English is not her first language. And I tend to be annoyingly flowerly in my speech. It was when Whedon uh, told Gal that she would have to tie his body to a railroad track before he would cut a scene that she wanted removed from the film. Gal Gadot's response was that, that she understood perfectly. Um, didn't Sarah Michelle 
Geller also states some things about Josh Whedon that corroborates what I, I may be wrong here, guys. I, well, I, Charisma Carpenter apparently, I, I haven't heard anything on um, Sarah Michelle, but Charisma Carpenter said that Whedon was casually cruel to her while making a Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in the spinoffs, also calling her fat after she became pregnant and asking her if she was going to keep it. Can you believe it? Asking her if she's going to keep it? Yeah. Um, pretty pretty nasty. Um, well, um, it's hearsay you know, though. They 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 actually backed them up. You know, her cast members backed. Um, you know, were on Charisma's side for sure. But but the worst part about it was was Ray Fisher because now he's now Josh is actually twisting it around and saying that Ray Fisher was just a horrible actor. And <laughs> and 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 Josh is. A criticism of his acting um, was what caused Ray Fisher to call him gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. Um, apparently, um, there was also um, controversy that Josh apparently didn't like Ray Fisher's skin tone. Um, and apparently, Fisher alleged that when he tried to express his concerns about the reduction of his character... Um, cyborg, cyborg. Whedon told him it feels like I'm taking notes right now, and I don't like taking notes from anybody, not even Robert Downey Jr. So very condescending in his tone, basically. Um, I have a problem with this. Yeah, please. Here, here's the thing. Like, I mean, come on. If I'm at work and I'm good at my job, um, and you're right, there's there's levels of of uh, you know. I don't know. You know, there's lines that shouldn't be crossed that maybe he crossed. And I can't say that he hasn't crossed those lines. But, you know, just because you're just a curt little, you know, you're, you're an asshole at your job and you, you, you say what you mean. And, you know, you're not afraid of hurting people's feelings. He got the job done every single time he was asked to get the job done. And, and frankly, I don't know that the world needs to care about what happens on the other side. It, as long as he's not like he's not touching girls, he's not. Is he? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the apparently, um, Michelle Trachtenberg, um, uh, so allegedly they, they were told not to leave Michelle in a room alone with Joss, but that was never confirmed. You know, that could, so, that could be just because of the stuff he says, like an asshole. Right. I think it, it really had to do with just being an asshole. Just 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 yeah. being a dick on set. Yeah, I think. So. I think everybody's dealt with bosses like this in the past, you know, in regular yep. day jobs in an office setting, you have an asshole and it doesn't make national news like this. And this story has been going on for months now. Um, but you never hear about these kind of stories when it's like, you know, your boss at your office, who's an asshole. And, right. you know, nobody likes it. Nobody likes dealing with an asshole and, mm-hmm. you know, and he should have been respectful to the employees you know, and I'm sure I'm sure some of the other actors were assholes, you know, on the set too. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's. It, yeah, and he wasn't apologetic. He was very just defending his actions. But uh, you know, um, the tone, I guess, of the interview for him was very on the defensive. He wasn't owning up to anything. So I think that's where a lot of the criticisms came from. So. I will. I will say this. I'm still holding out for new Firefly. You're a Firefly fan, and <laughs> I'm still holding out. I'm ready. So. I'm, I still want more. Come on, let's make it happen. 
Um, y'all, he's got to put a lot of this behind him. So um, before he's even asked, I'm sure. But I, I know the fans want it. I know the fans do want it. So. And just Kenny, I'm just saying, man, you can do the job and not be an asshole. No, I'm with you. I'm a hundred. I'm dude. I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm not defending yes. him in any way, shape, or form. Yes. I'm just saying that if you hire somebody and you know he's the way he is, uh, no, never mind. You're right. There's no reason for him to act the way he did. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, number three on my list is COVID in Hollywood. Um, well, not too much as last week. We had a ton of stuff to talk about last week, but. Ticket to Paradise, a movie that's shooting in Australia, apparently had a serious COVID outbreak. Um, and uh, according to sources, um, George Clooney and Julie Roberts have been flown back to the U.S. Um, this is being shot in, in Australia, in Queensland specifically, um, and only had two more weeks from completion of production. So that's kind of a talk about just a, a monkey wrench thrown into the production because you had two weeks left. They have this outbreak. They're sending people home, you know, and, uh, the government send them home or they just need to go home for care. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, because of the production pause, they basically, they couldn't really shoot anymore. So it made sense for them to fly back. Uh, which I'm sure I know uh, Australia and New Zealand have some of the strictest, COVID quarantine rules when you fly in. Um, when we, um, I don't know if either of you on for uh, Brett Azar. I think it was Art and Lex were on for Brett from the Young Rock show. And yeah, they, they put him in a hotel for like 14 days before they're actually allowed to go on set as soon as they fly into the U.S. So very strict rules, guys. Uh, yeah. We already mentioned number two a little bit, Betty White. Um, and apparently NBC announced that Celebrating Betty White, America's Golden Girls, a uh, new hour-long special will air January 31st at 10 p.m. and will be become available to stream on Peacock the next day. Okay. Um, so this will be nice. I'm sure they, they already started shooting a lot of uh, footage for the, that Betty White special that was supposed to air for, for her birthday. So I'm it assuming. Okay, so it did air. Okay. At well, the theater, a, yeah. Okay, this will be a completely different special, I guess. Um, and it will, um, yeah, highlight her career, um, like her, um, supporting role in the proposal, her stint on Saturday Night Live, um, where she was, she had a makeout session with Bradley Cooper, <laughs> listed as one That's of Betty, Betty White's yeah. funniest moments. <laughs> um, so check it out. And of course, we announced last week, and number one on my list is, is the great Bob Saget. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we lost him last year. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, yes. They had um, his funeral services. 300 people arrived in Mount um, Sinai Memorial Park to pay respects to Bob, who died unexpectedly at the age of 65. Um, Jody Sweeten, Candace Cameron, even the Olsen twins were all in attendance. Oh, wow. John Stamos. David Coyier. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> can yeah. I can I tell you my favorite, um, and I, I don't know, maybe this is inappropriate, but my uh, favorite Bob Saget moment in anything film ever was his role uh, briefly in the um, Half-Baked movie. <laughs> when he <laughs> talked about his addiction. Yeah. When his character, when he his character yeah. talked about his addiction to uh, cocaine and what he would do to get it, 
I thought you were going to say when he was on Entourage. <laughs> oh, I, I, I haven't seen too. that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And it of course, last week, last week we talked about his uh, uh, aristocrats um, bit. And that was yeah. the, oh, wow. That was one of the funnier moments, too. So, uh, all right. But um, there's a couple of other sad passings in addition to Betty White and, um, and of course, Bob Saget. Um, we already mentioned Gaspard Uliel. Um, Star of It's the Only... It's only the end of the world and the upcoming Moon Knight series, as we mentioned earlier, died from a ski accident. Um, and COVID-19 is still an issue. We lost Todd Patrick Whiting, a UNB, uh, an NBC executive who worked on The Office and Parks and Recreations. Um, he was only 45 when he died. Oh, man. Wow. From COVID. Wow. Oh, jeez. That's horrible. Uh, Lovette Nemu, uh from Where the Boys Are, The Time Machine, Light in the Pizza, Toys in the Attic, passed away at the age of 80. Michael Suber, French actor um, from John Luke Goddard's Les Petites Soldats, had sadly passed away. Fashion legend Andre Leon Talley, he also made an appearance on MTV's The City. Um, he was the creative director of Anna Wintour, had passed away at the age of 73. And um, yeah, I think we should bring up the show on a lighter, a lighter note. What do you say, guys? Bring Sounds on our special, good. Special guest of the evening. I guess we have two guests, but we're going to introduce the guest that's on the line already, guys. All of us are big Cobra Kai fans on the panel, <laughs> and we had to have on um, a great character uh, from Cobra Kai, actor extraordinaire, Aiden Minx. Who plays Mitch? And you have an interesting uh, nickname on the show, which we'll a get couple. Into. <laughs> Aiden, uh, good to have you on Below the Belt show. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like I mentioned, all of us are huge Cobra Kai uh, fans. We actually started the Cobra Kai interviews last week. We had Owen Morgan on Bert, and uh, now we have you on Mitch. Uh, if I'm calling you by your by your character name, but yeah, of <laughs> <I hate> it. <laughs> um, man, how's how's life changed, man, since since you've gotten cast in this role? It's just been crazy. Like to get to get to say like number one show in the world again. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like I, I never thought I'd get to say it, but yeah, it's it, it, it's really awesome. Like it's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, number one show on Netflix, and uh, the fact that it's uh, globally, and we can see the show in different languages is pretty pretty cool also exactly. um, yeah and then a lot of us actually spent new year's eve weekend watching Cobra Kai. were you were you one of those people yeah i i i thought i was just gonna like turn it on and like watch a couple of the episodes and like finish them like you know like try to let it last a little bit like as soon as i started it i just couldn't stop and that's like, okay. that that's everybody we we were all just trying to make it last and then what yeah. happens is we can do one more episode yeah, we, we can I, do one more episode that's what I hate and love about like the Mandalorian, like how they do that, where it's like they, they break it up by like every yeah. Yeah. great show, by the way. Glad Thank to be a Star Wars fan. Exactly. Yeah. Like it but, makes I mean, me wait for it. thing about Cobra Kai doing that is I watched the whole entire thing in a couple of days and then yeah. I have to wait another year for the next season. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, it helps you like portion it. <laughs> so yeah. now you um fine you watching yourself. You just binge it. You just <laughs> all down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, are you fine watching yourself on um 
on Cobra Kai, or do you ever like pick yourself apart, or be like, I wish I did that better, or, or said it a different way, or are you critical well, of your own work? Yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Like there's sometimes we're like, we would do a different take, and it's like, why couldn't we have used that one? But like, because right. like, like, or like, um, they like cut out like a couple things like during this season, like they were actually supposed to say my name in the show for once, like. If, oh. you, if you watch it, like, they never actually, like, say Mitch. Like, it's always right. ass face or penis breath. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you realize that we that those names have now become endearing to us. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. That, that's good to hear. <laughs> no, yeah. well, Do you have any problem with those nicknames? Yeah. Like, people on the street calling you that or, like, <laughs> yeah. friends now? Yeah, you off like, when a stranger says it, right? Yeah, it's mostly just in my like Instagram comments and stuff, or it'll be like you know, in other translations, like Bafo di Pika or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it it's it, it, it's a lot, but yeah, I, I liked ass face more because it wasn't gender specific. You know, it could be anyone's ass. That's true. <laughs> That's a very good point. And we're supposed to have Khalil Everett join us, who plays your BFF on the show. Um, yeah, hoping that he'll be... I think I'll just give him a ring soon. <laughs> like, oh wow, this is great. We can, up. Have, we can actually have Mitch contact Chris, which is great. Yeah. Uh, while we we're, we're multi multitasking he's here, he's actually dude. It's, it's just like my family and then Khalil, like at, at right at the bottom. All right. <laughs> oh nice. That's my entire favorites list. Just my All family. Right, do we need to give you a second to go ahead and text them. Yeah, I'll just go. let them know that we're already on. I know that um, we talked to. Uh, a great team, and uh, I know that he was traveling. Clearly, traveling. I'm guessing for uh, maybe an, another acting gig, perhaps. Right. A, lot, a lot of weather out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> oh, he's going to be joining us. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, if you could t- tell us a little bit about um, your acting journey, which um, you're a seasoned actor. I, I, I mean, um, we had Owen Morgan on last week, who is new to the acting world. Cobra Kai was kind of his big break. Um, yeah. Aiden, you're a little different where you I've seen a lot of work going, you know, 10 years or more uh, back to the movie Tw- uh, Ted. Yeah. Um, and assuming that you were, uh, um, yeah, that, that child actor uh, on Ted back then. Um, yeah. uh, tell us uh, about your journey, I guess, uh, being cast on Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's just it's just been crazy. Um, I uh, like like I originally auditioned for Bo, one of the bullies in the first season, like how it was uh, Kyler and. Bo and all them, they called a, like they called, uh, gave uh, Miguel the nickname Rhea and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to be one of those guys. Um, and then it, uh, it didn't go to me. Um, I just waited around a year and then I ended up getting the audition for Mitch. And then um, originally, uh, Mitch and Chris were like going to be brother brothers and we were going to be like these like tech whizzes or something. But then they switched around to WWE nerds. Oh, did you just hop on? Yeah, you yeah. just hopped on. Yo! Yo, what's yeah, up? Yeah. Hey. So, right, right. Khalil, we were just asking um, Mitch, um, Aiden, about uh, how he got cast on Cobra Kai. And uh, let's ask you the same question. Tell us about your casting journey. Um, was it a process? Was it one of those self-tapes that you immediately, you know, show where was like, we, that's our guy? How did it go for you? Um, well, for me, I auditioned for it. Uh, I sent in a, a self-tape for it, and I'm based in Chicago. They wanted me to fly out for a callback, uh, but I was, but they weren't going to, like, pay for me to fly out. So, oh. they, so they were just like, all right. and I was, I was like, no, 
That's what I'm like. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> or call back. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they told. So at first, I was auditioning for Mitch. I don't even think yeah. I was saying. First, I was auditioning for Mitch. And then That's they said, uh, right. I, don't, I don't really think I look like a Mitch that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then so they, they uh switched it to Chris. I mean they said they said I, I wanna hear you I wanna hear you do Chris. I was like, okay, cool. Uh and you know, the the now next day uh, two days later they told me that I needed to get on a flight. So and they paid for it this time. Yeah, they paid for it. Okay. Are you sad you weren't penis breath? I'm uh, you know. He took penis breath. He wanted to be penis breath. No, I know, but <laughs> if you would have got the part of Mitch, you would have been penis breath. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Ass face I think I like ass face better. Yeah, ass me too. <laughs> it's not gender specific. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like uh, a woman's ass face. Right. Yeah, it's kind of nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> so your characters have become friends, enemies, and friends again. How is it like? Um, portraying characters that had the dynamic from like heel turn to face turn, but then again, there's no real heels or faces because it's very gray. It seems like it's very gray of who are the it's villains hard. and who are the heroes, right? It's hard, but it's also not hard because like we're just like buddies the whole time. So like we'll supposed to be doing a thing where like we're mean mugging each other and like staring each other down like that, and like when the camera's on this side. Like, he'll be making faces or, like, lifting up his shirt and rubbing his belly at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, you, you just, yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's a little hard, but it's... it's. I, I, I think I think that was the most PG thing. That was the most PG <laughs> yeah, thing. Of course. <laughs> what, what, what non-PG things were there? <laughs> What 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 is what what rating is this uh podcast? Oh well, we're we're called below the belt show, so you, you can pretty much talk about whatever you want <laughs> and say whatever f you want as well. Did whatever. they? Did you guys have to do a chemistry read together at any point? No, no, we were actually surprised when we saw each other because like the script did describe us as brothers, and we were like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work, right? Yeah, we're like. Another mother. <laughs> For me, um, I when I booked the show, I thought I was only gonna be in two episodes. Like I didn't know that, um, it I was gonna be you know this far into it and really be a part yeah. of the franchise. You, know? yeah. you guys came uh, on season two. Yeah, season two. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I think I think you know our chemistry just spoke for itself, and you know they just kept writing because you know they write they don't write the entire season then. And then shoot it. Like they'll write two episodes and then shoot two episodes. Right while we're doing while while we're doing the two episodes, they'll be writing the next episode. You know? Oh, okay. Wow. However, because like in the same time, it like opens them up for like more paths that they can take. Because it's like, all right, what references can we make while we're going along? So like the before and stuff. Wow. So, kind of cool how they do it like that. So it's not just like a pre like fabricated thing where it's like, all right, full season, go shoot it. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about your fighting. Um, I guess training for for being martial artists on the show. What kind of training um, did you guys go through, and uh, um, any specific um, you know people that kind of helped you to get you to your fighting fighting form on the show? I was uh, just coincidentally um, already doing kickboxing when I got the role for Mitch, oh, nice. so I was already doing that, and then um, 
Uh, I ended up leaving that place. And then after I came back from shooting, I just did a couple like private lessons of jujitsu, but like it, it wasn't really for my like body type. Cause like jujitsu, like this, these classes, it was all about like using the bigger person's weight against them. And like, you're supposed to be like super tiny and like climbing all around them and stuff. And like, for me, I'm just like, like, I need to climb through someone's armpit or something. So yeah, <laughs> jujitsu is great to have that background and then and if, if you can incorporate it in the All Valley tournament, how awesome would that be? Put them yeah. in an armbar. I, I work with someone. So, I work with someone who does a lot of jujitsu. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you guys seen the Karate Kid franchise movies? Yeah. Okay. So it's just so amazing you guys are a part of that. Like, we all grew up with those movies. And then oh, yeah. we had, like, a 30-year uh, break from them, and then to come back to the world is so amazing for us fans. So, well, were, you, were you two guys fans before you um, auditioned, um, either Cobra Kai or Karate Kid? Well, I actually um, only saw the Jaden Smith one. And then, like, after I got the role, my, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my parents were <laughs> my parents were huge Funny. fans of it, yeah. But, like, then they were upset. They'd be like, because I got the role, and they're like, oh, my God, this is the continuation of the, like, originals. I'm like, what originals? And they're like, oh, my God, like, how could <laughs> you not know this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> right, then, right. So, so then we watched them all, and, yeah, love them. They're great. It's good oh. to do your homework. As soon as you're a cast, you feel the need that you had to watch all the Karate Kid movies, right? Exactly, yeah, definitely. But it's, I was saying, especially seeing how much Part 3 ties into this season of Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. The return of Terry Silver. Yeah, Terry Silver. Let's talk about working with the OGs. So you guys are, are you know, you have the pleasure to work with legends such as Ralph Macchio, Billy Zabka, Marty Cove, you know, and the actor that plays Terry. Um, if one yeah. of you guys Thomas. Thomas, yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your experience working with those legends? Yeah, they're they're all just like really awesome. Yeah, did, Khalil, did you have any like stories from them? <laughs> we'll go first. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, they were just like really cool guys. Um. Uh. How was it? Oh, William would usually like carry around like his like iPod and stuff and like play music for us like from like from, like different like 80s rock bands and stuff like let us all like tr- listen to it and be like oh wow that's like cool discover some stuff and um there was one time I was uh looking at like all the old Miyagi cars while it was like because like I I've always been Cobra Kai or Eagle things so, like now yeah. for this season that I got to shoot in uh Miyagi Do uh standing yeah. over just looking at the cars and then um Ralph came up behind me and he was like pretty cool huh. He was like, that one right there, that one's from the first movie. They actually gave it to me when I turned 18. I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Just like, because we never really get to, got to talk that much because we were always on like opposite sides. You're talking about the cup. You're talking about the cup. Yeah. The car, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, the original car. So, yeah, it was just cool. Getting to like have that moment with them. We're just like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> they gave it to me. <laughs> just, yeah. Awesome. What about you, Khalil? Any particular uh, great memories with the OGs? Um. Honestly, after the third season, I was happy. I was so ha- I was so surprised when they knew my name. Like, I did not know. <laughs> I did not think that every that, you know that all the OGs you know know my know my name you know, and and uh, and I think that just shows how much a family we are and that and you know and that we all you know, especially you know we're five seasons in now, so you know we're all real close. Um, one thing I will say, 
is Ralph Macho has a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. For sure, he has a lot of stories. Uh, and I spent a lot of time with him in the dojos. Oh, cool. So, you know, just 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 getting to hear about all of the sets he's been on because he's been working for so long, you know, it's, it, what more can I act to ask for? Does he are you, tell you, a lot are of you able to about... allude uh, to any of those stories, Khalil? <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Anything nah. juicy? It's, it's a couple I'm not thinking of. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Did he tell you a lot about Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi? Oh, yeah, he actually gave us this cup. That's what I was talking about, the cup. He gave us this cup for that we rapped with. Oh, oh, we get okay. to see a cup? I know. This was How cool is that? Oh, shit, they're both getting it. When they rap from season... Uh, the, they got that at the rap party? This is season, actually. It was, um, he was saying how uh, Pat gave him this exact cup and autographed the back of the bottom of it. So he's like, so that's what I'm doing for this season, signed by yours truly. So... Yeah, wow. Awesome. wow. It was like really cool teacup. That's yeah. awesome. It's up in the cup. I put it up on a little trophy case. I just like have it at the top of it. Hey guys, speaking of seasons, uh, is there anything you can know, know about season six? Are we getting season six? I feel like we would be getting Hell season yeah. Six. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Look at them. They're both like, hell yeah. All right. Let's yeah, do it. It's a top show on Netflix. I don't know if I'm being it. I don't know if I'm being it, but I know they're oh. Well, I was also curious about the timeline. Um, um, are you guys seniors? They're juniors. They had the juniors. Juniors, you're, you're juniors or seniors? That's what I think. Like, okay. I don't know how long they could keep us in high school. They had last season was the junior prom. Yeah, like I looked at like we we looked at pictures um like how like Snapchat or like whatever will bring up like memory pictures from like oh from this many years ago like he just pulled up a picture and sent it to us from the first season and it was like so weird because we looked so young compared to now and it's like right even height I'm I have the same hair why do I look so different and younger like you guys you guys look different right now just yeah. looking at you like to, in this picture right here like you both look way thinner like you know it, it's it's incredible yeah <laughs> that's no, pretty I, wild but no but like Nate and Owen watching them grow oh my god three inches every time I see them every time every, <laughs> every, every, every time we start shooting it's like Especially after the corona, because we took like a uh, – how long did we take off for corona? I think we took a year. Yeah, we took like a whole year off because uh, of, of COVID. Right. We came back from then. I think that was when we when we started on the season. Four? Uh, Four. But, uh, but, yeah, they um, – just seeing how, how much they, they grew and their faces changed, I'm like, oh, my God. Watching you. That's you. amazing. Yeah. Men. And we could also say the same about the OGs because we're watching Karate Kids one, two, and three, and <laughs> they look great for their age, man. They're oh, all yeah. fit, you know, and like youthful oh, looking. And Marty's seventy four, but looks amazing, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah, wow, like seeing them all like do their own stunts most of the time. Like it's yeah. crazy seeing that. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. And like, and like Ralph Macchio is actually um he's actually older than Terry Silver in real life. Bro, yeah. hey, hey, no cap. Terry Silver is so tough at the at karate <laughs> at karate and, and, and he's legit. 
and yeah. kick me and stuff. I remember the first time I saw him kick, I was like, <laughs> I feel like one of these kicks where it's like, like oh do, do do you guys have any uh i know khalil you're in uh you're in beats um do, does uh do you have real music ability outside of uh do you, do you mess around at all no studio here man oh you got the oh, whole studio snap all right when, when we get that single out soon very soon soon i'm looking forward awesome, to it awesome awesome might be in the soundtrack. Might have to convince the showrunners to put that in the soundtrack, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> and guys, when they do a season, for those who are not locals, do they put you up in like a hotel? Yeah. Yeah, they'll just get us in a hotel. Um, but also like for the main cast, they'll uh like for the like the series regular kids, if if they don't live out there, um, they'll just give them a funding to find a place to stay. So like they'll get an extra funding on top of it. So like usually what they'll do is they'll all actually share a house together so they get to pocket more of it. Yeah, because so. you have actors from Atlanta, LA, and Khalil, you're from Chicago. I'm guessing maybe a few from New York, from all yeah. over the place, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, awesome, man. Hannah be driving, uh, be driving uh, cows and horses. She from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like it's such a fun set to work on, and because we've interviewed a bunch of the cast, um, uh, talk about your friendships. Uh, I guess with some of the cast, maybe outside of set. Yeah, it's cool. We'll, we'll just like hang out like whenever, like, uh, or even like at, when we're not filming. Uh, some days, like Tanner <laughs> ah, and... getting lit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> For those that are twenty-one, I don't know if you guys are twenty-one yet. I don't think so. I just turned twenty-one. I just turned twenty-one, so I can legally say that. Oh, happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I turned 21, so I've, I've been set. Like, <laughs> I love that, man. We two are really close. How did you two become such good friends? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah it just sort of just like hit off like while we were like hanging out, talking on set. Yeah, especially the uh, like the first season, uh, I didn't really know anybody in Atlanta besides, you know, my cast members. So... You know, he was my only option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and by chance, they put your characters together as as yeah. buddies, as as bros. You know, so. Yeah. And like, Cholo yeah. and Jacob sort of like helped, like gave us all like sort of like a little push. Like we all, uh, when we first um were on set, Cholo uh, and Jacob just like walked up to us and they're like, "Hey, you guys like Monopoly?" And we're like, "Well, yeah, we like Monopoly, son." That night we all just stayed at their house till like six in the morning playing one game, and yeah. Oh God. So. Wow. <laughs> I think um, Jacob mentioned during our, our interview with him that he likes D and D, Dungeons oh, yeah. and Dragons. Which, yeah, we, uh, he, I, do a he likes. He likes. It's even Dweeber. He likes magic. Oh yeah. <laughs> magic. Okay, I knew it was one of those. Nice. Was either Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he said that. it wasn't even cool. It was it was magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys could choose somebody on the cast that you would, could take out on a date, who would it be? Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> That's dangerous territory, brother. <laughs> Cricket. Cricket. No cap. It was a stick extra one day, bro. They're like we work extra? with these yeah. people, man. We work with these people. <laughs> I usually keep it. I usually keep it, you know, professional with the extras. But it was just this one extra. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Which thing was that? 
Bruh. It was when we was in high school. It was uh during the big high school fight. So mind you, we were there for two weeks. Or we were we were shooting in high school for two weeks, and they were coming every day. So it took everything in me to just you know stay you know stay my distance. Did you, <laughs> did you holler? Did you try to holler? I'm a professional, bro. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, if, if, if a principal talks to a back, because I've been, you know, as an actor, been on set, I know that the background actor would think it's a big deal if a principal was talking to them, so. Yeah, but, you know, we, 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 we actually really close with the extras. Like, we were actually really close. Especially because, you know, we we have extras that are recurring extras and they keep. Core, yeah. Extras, so we're really close with the extras. Uh, So, we you know, we, t- we talk mingle with, with all the extras, but as far as, you know, Flirting and stuff like that, I try to. Well, maybe the, a better way to phrase the question is: Would you guys kind of like a, a love interest that the, like Dimitri has or Yasmin? You know, like could we see something like that for you guys? <laughs> I, thought, I thought Mitch would be getting bitches, but <laughs> <laughs> me too. I was all over that. I would have put money I mean, on that thing. Not just be one, like. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need to start the campaign. Bitches. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or Mitch, or Mitch is for Mitch. Mitch that is hey, oh, it was, it's actually a, a, a running joke. Um, I don't even know if I can say this. Right, yeah, okay. you can say it. Go. You can say it. Yeah. It was a running joke that, that you know, me and, uh, me and Mitch were going to, you know, kick it off one day. And, okay. There you go. Oh my, oh, my God. Jacob would not stop. He had the uh, okay. he had, he had John Josh hating on it. And they just would not stop. Like, oh, yeah, man, episode eight is coming, man. <laughs> what? What, what? You two being together? Yes. They'd be kitsch. We got the producers in on it, too, to make them be like, oh, yeah, you guys going to have a kissing scene? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hashtag kitsch. And we're just like, well, what? <laughs> so basically, um, Aiden, your, your, um, your nickname of, of penis breath would make a little more sense. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, I'm big top. He's big bottom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like ass face better. I gotta go. No, <laughs> um, any particular favorite scenes for both of you guys? What, what has been the your highlight scene, favorite scene um, in the three seasons you've been a part of that we've seen so far? I kind of like the laser tag scene because for that day we were at an actual like arcade. So whenever we weren't filming, we were able to just like play on any of the machines that we wanted to. So like as long as they didn't make too much noise. Actually, I think they found a way to mute the machines for while we were filming. So it wasn't like like the whole time, like while they're trying to record. Uh, And yeah. (laughs) That sounds Remember that room, the little shaky room. What was that? Remember that little mirror? Oh yeah. There was like a weird, like it, it was like meant, to like um it was one of those illusion rooms where it like throws you completely off balance because of like how the spirals are going around you and it's oh, like yeah <laughs> I've seen I love those. What you're that is great <laughs> how about you Khalil you got a favorite um moment on set or scene that you favorite, shot favorite, favorite scene that 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 it came out because it's come oh, out oh. yeah no no I'm yeah. saying like like, it, like it's my favorite to watch or like my favorite to do oh you can do both then well, my favorite, my favorite to do was would probably be. Definitely, car wash scene is very funny. Yes, the car wash scene. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yes, it was cold as shit. Like it was, it was crazy. Oh, 
the the cement scene. We were we were throwing mud all day. That was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and the mixer. Yeah. All we did, but it was hot. It was like 90 degrees outside. But it was fun though. We were eating popsicles and throwing, you know, cement at each other. Fake cement. I forgot what it was called. I think it was like not borax. That that's like detergent stuff. But like it was like a weird like face mask. Like clay. So not good for your skin. So we were just yeah. we were able to eat it too, and we were like, we don't trust you. And then the guy licked it, like, still not doing it. Like, <laughs> awesome. I also want to talk about your guys' past projects. Aiden, I saw that you uh, played Young Allen in The Hangover Part Two, as well as Young Schmidt in New Girl. So you're kind of like the the consummate young flashback a- flashback yeah. actor, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did you like enjoy, uh, working on those projects? Yeah, it it was fun. Uh, we I was like out in Thailand for a whole month for a minute and a half clip of the movie, but like basically what would happen is um the 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 normal them the adult them would shoot the whole scene and then they would just bring in the kids and we would have to mimic everything they did, and like that was it. So like it, they, we we were out there filming for the same amount of time as them, but um it was just like extremely compressed into minute and a half so <laughs> wow and i really enjoy new girl that's a, a, a yeah a favorite yeah show me too that's a great show uh, uh, portraying was... young schmidt that must have been an interesting uh interesting day on set yeah 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 i think they brought me back like one other time they just didn't use the clip but like the one time that i was on it i was dressed up as a bunny and like that was the comfiest like wardrobe i've ever had like it was just <laughs> super soft like velvety gloves and then just like the whole bunny suit and i'm just sitting there and like i was confused because when i was in my trailer they're like hey what kind of soup do you like and i thought they were like bringing me lunch or something i'm like oh the like the italian soup or whatever and then they're like we they're like we have a clam chowder we have this italian soup i'm like oh yeah i'll do the italian one and like they never brought it and i'm like oh, okay what the heck so then we went to set and it was just the soup in front of me and like they're like, don't eat the soup. That's just for the scene. Just go ahead and say there and do the line. And it's just like, I'm a bunny mom, mom. I'm a bunny. I'm a bunny mom. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that is so brilliant. Wow. What was your character in the movie Ted? I was a. Uh, uh, I was about to say young young Alan again. No, it was a uh, Robert. Um, I uh, was um Giovanni Ribisi's son, and we kidnapped the teddy bear. So okay. um, I yeah, I was like. 10 years old when I got that part I um I actually didn't want to audition for it because I kept getting auditions for the bully and like I just hated being a bully and really? um, yeah because like, I just kept getting auditions from like I don't want to do this and my mom was like just go in there dressed however you want you don't have to put in that much effort I'm like okay so I just went in there with like a sweater vest and like shark socks that were like up to my like calves and then I <laughs> went in there did the audition just like completely like winged it and they're like we love them because I had a creepy little like eye twitch when I was a kid so I'm like the whole time like during the movie I'm like I want it and like <laughs> oh yeah yeah watch it oh yeah I see the picture now God that's a great scene. That's amazing. Wow. And Khalil, you're part of um, a great film called Beats, um, working with Anthony Anderson, Uzo Duba, and as one of the leads, August Monroe. How how was that experience for you? Um, It was great, you know. I I feel like it's it's not a film that I would have, you know, rather to work on ever, you know. Only thing I would say is I wish I would have got that role, like, later in my career, because that was... That was like literally the first thing 
that I ever, you know, ever booked, you know, that was like, so just having to do a role that was that difficult and, and, and that complex and, you know, I wish I could have got it a little later in my, if I, if I would have did it right now, I would have won an Oscar for that bitch. No cap. There you oh, go. There you go. There <laughs> yes. You go. But, I love uh, that confidence, man. Uh, like Khalil, you got a movie called The Crusades. Are we allowed to talk about that? It's not out yet. Um, I'm not, we're actually we're about to screen it uh, in, in like in 14 days, like that. Uh, but we're trying to get it picked up by somebody uh, nice. right now. It's a that's a, that's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be really funny. I think you guys will like that one for sure. Are you allowed awesome. to give us a, a brief synopsis and your character? Okay, so my so it's a, it's so it's about an all boys high school. And it's about me and two other guys are, and it's about our two, three storylines on our, you know, journey throughout this three week period in high school. Uh, so my character, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pussy. Uh, I have, I'm a, I'm a jock. I'm like a second string football player on the football team, but I'm still a jock, you know, fuck around with my best with me, you know, my letterman all day. And I have a cute girlfriend. Um, and I'm very, Scared to have sex with her, so that's kind of my storyline. Is okay. I am a pussy. I am scared to. <laughs> like, completely different from the person that I know. I mean. <laughs> well, we we're excited to see that, and of course, we'll end the interview with. I know we can't talk about season five of Cobra Kai. Um, can you at least tell us how awesome it's gonna be? Everybody dies, man. Oh, <laughs> Who comes together to form Voltron? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. So I just say pay close attention to the third movie. Because, like, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just give a little something. Just, like, nice. just pay more, close attention to the third movie. <laughs> a little bit more tie-ins from the third Karate Kid movie is what you're yeah, looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a pred- I'm predicting a return of Bad Boy Mike Barnes. So, okay. like, that's... <laughs> Blink if that's true. Probably. Blink if that's true. Come on now. Nope, they can get no, trouble. No for blanks that. there. Keep yeah, the faith, right? Just keep the faith. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> so are you guys was... surprised about the success now since moving to Netflix? I mean, how's your life has changed? Yeah, yeah, it's just been crazy. Like, um, like we we knew it was a good show. Like even like when it was on YouTube and stuff, we just knew it didn't have the reach. Right. Um, like you know, how many people are gonna ask and like they say they had a youtube account over a netflix account right like like your friends and stuff alone like uh but yeah just like as soon as we made that move like i knew it was gonna do better but like when it hit number one show in the world on netflix like that was just like insane to be like wow <laughs> yeah so awesome. Khalil, has life changed for you since being on cobra kai you know <laughs> get more slides in your dms from the ladies maybe you know a couple more people pull up in the dms here and there you know Working, yeah. on the, work, work, working on that single, you know, he's gonna, it's gonna yeah. drop. The world's yeah. gonna change. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I, once I drop, once I drop the music, it's, it's gonna be. Right, son. Yeah. I love it. Well, guys, this was tremendous, man. Yeah. We really thank you, Aiden, Khalil, uh, Chris, and Mitch from Cobra yeah. Kai, guys. And maybe you'll get that kiss in season five. There you go. <laughs> I hope nice. so. so if we could... <laughs> We could end with end with the promo, guys. Kind of just introduce yourself and your character in Cobra Kai. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show, and then maybe throw out a Chris and Mitch catchphrase at the end. 
Go ahead. Most of our catchphrases like that we had. How about only only sensei can call me penis breath? Catch I think face, that was yeah. one of your catchphrases, right? Yeah. yeah. So whenever you're ready, go go right, throw yeah. it out. Okay. Right. What's up? Oh yeah. <laughs> What's up? It's Aiden Minx. I play Mitch on Cobra Kai. What's up? My name is Khalil Evers, and I play Chris on Cobra Kai. You're on below the belt. Go, go, go! We on below the belt. And only my friends can call me Penis Breath. Who's oh, badass enough? That was perfect. That was awesome. Awesome. You can, I can tell you guys are seasoned actors because you just did it like that, man. It was awesome. <laughs> you got to lock you. in. When, you, when they tell you to lock in, you got to lock in, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Chachi, I, I, one line I loved when Khalil said was when he left Cobra Kai and just said, I never liked it here. And that's just so true. Like, so many people can relate to that. Just say you don't like it here and you can leave. That's it. There yeah. you go. Let's there do you a, go. a snapshot on the count of three. Guys, ready? One, two, three. Awesome. Dope. Guys, have a great night. Hey, thanks so much, thanks guys. For joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Waiting for Best that single, luck. Khalil. Season five. We can't wait for it. Thank you so much. Of course. All right. Thank you. Yeah, we're going. Yep. Peace. All right, guys. That awesome. was Khalil Everidge and and Aiden Minx, um, Chris and They're Mitch. They're great. They're fantastic. So yeah, awesome. those are fun guys. Awesome. Wow, so this is great. They're having a... a blast, you know, being on that set and hanging out. Yeah, and it's Dude. great. I just I just finished the uh, the news um right before we we uh, had our perfect interview. So we were talk about a perfect show, guys. Thank you so much. This has been a great show from top to bottom, and of course we always throw out the birthday shoutouts, right? Yeah. Yep. Celebrating a birthday uh, on Thursday, January twentieth, includes director David Lynch. <clears throat> TV host Bill Maher from Politically Incorrect, uh, who's 66 today. Uh, Rain Wilson from The Office is 56. Dwight. Stace, yeah, right? Dwight. Uh, Stacy Dash from Clueless is 55. Wow, 55. I know, right? Re I think she was the oldest one on the cast of those girls. Um, Reno Wilson from Michael Molly's 53. Skeet Ulrich from the Scream franchise. There you go. You, right? That's appropriate. And Evan Peters from American Horror Story. And, uh, of course, he was recently in WandaVision, Mayor of Easttown. Great actor. He's 35 today. That's birthdays today. So, um, wow, it's a tremendous show from top to bottom. We'd like to thank, of course, of course, our special celebrity guests, Khalil Everidge, who plays Chris, Aiden Minx, who plays Mitch on Cobra Kai. They were great. We'd like to, we'd like to thank, of course, our amazing guest panel. The one and only producer extraordinaire, Kenny Hopkins. Kenny, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for coming out. That was disappointing.com. There it is. Got to do that plug. Ben Cheyenne, actor extraordinaire, also a recurring host on That Was Disappointing. Ben, uh, thanks for joining us. I knew you wanted to be a part of the Cobra Kai, but this is a this is a nice little crossover. I like I like the Below the Belt show, TV, BTB, TWD crossovers. Lots of fun, man. All Lots those letters is freaking alphabet soup. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're NASA. Like, like Dave Chappelle says, you know the L's, the Q's, and the, the T's, <laughs> the, <B's>. the pluses, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, any other plugs before we uh, wrap up tonight's show? 
All right, that was guys. Disappointing.com. So... You can get your <laughs> no, just kidding, bro. Go ahead. No, I love it. No, that's great. Um, thank you so much. And uh, guys, we will see you next week for another incredible episode. From top to B- bottom. From top to bottom of BTB. So until then, peace. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.